Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. What we have this evening, guys, is a live all-star edition where we are going to be discussing dating do's and don'ts. Uh, we're going to be talking about common first date mistakes. We're going to talk about uh, dating etiquette as a whole. Uh, to do that, I've got the fellas here. Uh, it's been a it's been a couple weeks since we were last live with with uh, you know the the all star panel where we were discussing the definition of a dime. And you know if you guys are newer listeners, you, you know about this show that our main focus here is to primarily help women get a better understanding about you know not you know you, you can never think like a man. That's impossible. Uh, regardless, you know, how Steve Harvey might like you guys to think. But it's impossible to think like a man, but what we try to do is give you a better understanding of the thought process that goes into the decisions that we as men make throughout the dating process, throughout relationships, even even in marriages and things like that, and, and the decision-making process that goes into identifying a woman who we will one day make our wife. And, and that's that's the goal here. That's the, the mission. That's the aim. So you guys are um, obviously welcome to uh, call in with any type of questions or, or feedback or um, you know any anything you guys might have six four six two zero 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 three six six. Tonight's show, as always, is brought to you by Talbert Relationship Counseling. Uh, check us out at trctoday.com for any type of relationship advice, dating advice, or uh, you know professional uh, counseling. We also do couples counseling as well. Also, real quick, gotta throw this out there. We have a brand new sponsor. Um, we've, we've made it a family affair. My wife has launched Aubrey's Attic. If you guys have uh, children, you know, toddlers from newborn up to, you know, uh, I don't even know the ages. I'm, I'd say up to about two years old, three years old. Uh, check out Aubrey's Attic. Follow uh, Aubrey's Attic on Instagram. And, uh, you know, for for new and slightly used baby items for little girls, check it out. It's it's a great store, you know, a lot of good stuff on there for very very inexpensive prices. If you guys are uh, parents out there, so got the business out of the way. Next up, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, introduce our our, our all star panel this evening. And I, you know, you guys know from um, tuning into the show over the last couple, really last several years, uh, the Date on Tober show has been known specifically Barbershop Talk has been known for featuring some of the realest men. From around the country, I mean, I'm talking about going back even five years. I mean, you got I'm not going to throw out all the names, but you just know. I mean, we're talking about 20 or, or so different guys, just real men, Christian men, professional men, and these brothers here that we have tonight are as real as any of the, the you know the men out there uh, that we've had here on the show. It's just out there, period. So I'm really proud of these guys. I'm, I'm happy to have them here. It's great to, you know, for me being here to express my thoughts every night, but I really look forward to Barbershop Talk where you guys can, um, you know, get a chance to hear from Marv, James, my man Steve, um, you know what I'm saying, Lewis, and, um, you know, so that's what we're going to do tonight. So, uh, like I said, any questions, any comments, uh, give us a call. Matter of fact, Steve, man, what's going on with you? It's been a minute since we've heard from you. What's going on? You good? Yeah, I was here, I think, definition of a dime, I was there. But, yeah, man, just uh, enjoying the NBA playoffs and, uh, you know, and hopefully Andrew Bynum in Philly, hopefully you 
get his book back on the basketball court. Nah, man, it's a wrap for him. Man. <laughs> he's, he's, he's done, man. He, he's done in Philly. I don't know if somebody's going to pick him up, but I think he's – I can't see us signing him again and taking that taking that chance. So, but yeah, man, good to have you. Uh, good to have you here with us, man. We'll be talking about dating do's and don'ts, first dates, uh, mistakes, and, and we're gonna we're gonna switch it up. Like we're not gonna. I don't want y'all ladies to think, even though this is barbershop talk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, obviously, we're going to be speaking from a male perspective. We're going to be sharing experiences that we have, things that really piss us off on first dates, things that turn us off, things that turn us on, things that really say, wow, she's a keeper. Let me go ahead and schedule a second date. So we're going to obviously be speaking from that perspective. But at the same time, we are going to share some things uh, that we as men can do a better job of, some things that could be potential turnoffs to women on the first date. Uh, if you guys missed our all-time classic special about a week ago where we, uh, I think it might have been, uh, yeah, about a week ago, we did a classic show on uh, how to love a black woman the right way. You know, and I, I'm still getting emails and letters and just women thanking me for doing that show. That's one of the highest-rated um archive shows that we've done, just people are going back and telling people, yo, you need to listen to this. They're sending their husbands to go listen to this. They're sending their boys. So uh, keep that up. You know what I mean? Anybody who, who missed it, all archive shows can be found at DaydonTolbertShow.com. All right, but, yeah, back to my uh, my all-star panel this evening. So we got Steve. Obviously, I'm here tonight. My man, Lewis is in the building. Lewis, what's going on with you? Lewis, do we have you there? I think we're trying to get Lewis on the line. We're going to come back to Lewis in a quick second, but I see James is here on the line. James, what's going on with you, man? You here? Stay down, man. Pleasure to be here. Appreciate the nice comments, man. Um, great topic tonight. I look forward to getting into it, man. Absolutely, man. Dating do's and don'ts. Um, is you know, Obviously, as a man, you've been on some some date a whole bunch of first dates you know any any horror stories that jump out? Don't share them yet, but there's some that you know. Does does anything jump out at you? Yeah, yeah, I got many, man. I have many many stories, man, and it's just ridiculous. You know some of the mentalities that are out here. Um, I think the ladies want to really benefit tonight um, from the some of the tips that we're going to give them. Um, and you know, the, you know, if you want any, if you want the best advice, if you want to know how to how to please a man, if you want to know how to become the type of woman that a man will want to be around and pray for, then you got to talk to men, ladies. So, you know, pull out the notebooks, take the pencils out, and get ready to take some notes because we're getting ready to, we're getting ready to, to, to be real and bring, bring the real deal to you. That's it, man. That's, that's what we're all about. And, you know, it's funny, man. We see a lot of um, – I have a lot of Facebook friends, you know, a lot of different pages, different things going on, groups and things like that. You know, and it's uh, it's always interesting to hear w specifically single women debating with men in general. But then when you have single women debating with married men about what men look for in a wife, that is is very few things that are more comical to me. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, you say, well, what do you look for in a, uh, a wife? And they say, well, I, I, I don't like weaves, or I want a woman to do X, Y, and Z. And they say, well, that's not right. I don't think it should be like that. You're crazy for thinking that. But what you ask me what I look for in a wife, like, and I'm expressing, and you're saying it shouldn't be that way, but yet you are doing and saying things that would be the opposite of that. 
Um, so, you know, don't be one of those women. You know what I'm saying, ladies? Be 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 yourselves. Uh, you know, be expressive. Express yourself. Ask questions. Be opinionated. That's that's great. But at the same time, know when to listen. You know, and just to not sugarcoat it, know when to be quiet. Know when to just say, hey, you know what, let me just, like James said, get the notepad out, take some notes, figure out, you know, what's being said, what information I can use, you know, and what information I can't use. So that's what it's all about. So definitely uh, I'm excited about tonight's show. Now we <laughs> we got the man of the hour here. All right, you know, I saved him for last. We got my man Marv here. Marv is uh, going to share with us, you know, so shout out to everybody in the in the Friends of the Data on Tober Show group. Um you know, Marv, and if, well, I'll let him give a little bit of background about this story, obviously. But if you're unfamiliar with the situation, over the last week, um, there has been really a couple weeks now. There was a, and let me just say about Marv, he's he's really been good at uh, sharing, opening up his personal life to the public, and sharing personal dating experiences on Facebook, and and opening it up for dialogue. Uh, for conversation, for questions, and just allowing people to discuss his life and his experiences, um, in, in hopes of educating um, about you know what what's going on through his mind in regards to why he's making certain decisions, how he views women, things like that. What he, and so we did that this over the past week, and this actually ended up. I don't keep tabs or you know of this stuff, but most likely the the highest number of comments. Uh, so far since the group has been in existence. I think we're, it's over 1,300 comments. The debate lasted over a week. Um, a lot of different uh, a lot of different express, uh, points expressed there. And it, it stemmed from him expressing uh, interest in a young woman who he went on a first date with, and a lot of a lot of drama ensued. Now, I don't want to say drama on his end or in the situation, but drama in the group about the situation. So I've been, I waited. I wanted to have him here. I didn't even want y'all notice. We've been live several times since that. I didn't even want to talk about it because, you know, we as men, we like to talk directly to men. So that's what I do. Marv, what's going on with you, man? You good? Hey, peace, peace and blessings, Brother Daydon. Thanks for having me back on the show. Um, hello to uh, Lewis. I'm not sure if he's on right now. Uh, also, hello to Brother James, Brother Steve. Glad to be back. Absolutely, man. We're going we're going to open up, give you the floor in a little bit, just to kind of explain a little bit, uh, get you know, a background. Because I want I want to actually talk about a couple other things, some barbershop related issues that we want to just get out the way, and then we're going to be you know we spend the vast majority of the time, like I said tonight, talking about what's going on in regards to first date mistakes, dating etiquette, do's and don'ts. Of the overall dating process, six six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit that number one on your keypad. Shout out to Courtney; she's got the night off tonight. You know what I mean? It's just the men here. Sometimes that's what we need to do. You know what I mean? Shout out to last night, and I've been doing this. Uh, I do uh, once a month. We have a, a men's barbershop Bible study uh, at my barbershop. Uh, shout out to Ron over at uh, Philadelphia Style Masters in uh, Philadelphia on uh, Stanton Avenue, and um, it's a, we had a really great time, a lot of good conversations. We actually talked about addiction last night in various forms. So, you know, and that's just one topic, but we talk about a lot of issues um, and, and a, there, and a lot of uh, the those issues filter over into our barbershop discussions here and vice versa. So I uh, just want to give a quick shout-out to everybody who was there uh, last night. 
but yeah, let's let's uh, jump into it. Like I said, I want we're going to talk about the the online. I mean, the dating stuff. But I want that we can't not talk about what's going on in the news, man. This this homosexuality stuff. You know, what I mean, I want to I want to let the fellas weigh in on this, man. Obviously, if you're unfamiliar, you haven't you've been living under a rock. Uh, last yesterday or day before, one of those days, Jason Collins. He's an NBA player. He's a center. And it's funny. I've known about him for a while, and, and I, I'm not trying to say I told you. So I, I'm not even going to do that. But honestly, I've he looked a little suspect for a while. That was this is nothing new to me. But I'm just going to let that ride. Um, but he he you know there's a lot of talk about this whole homosexuality thing. I purposely last night rebroadcasted my three hour special on on homosexuality and how God feels about it, and specifically what the Old Testament says about it. We t- I mean, if you heard last night's show, you already know, so I'm not going to kind of duplicate everything, but there's a, there is a, a, a an agenda here going on. It, it's furthering this gay, this gay agenda, this satanic agenda. They're trying to take us back to how it used to be around the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah uh, around the time of Noah's Ark, and that's the direction we're moving towards. God is not happy with that. You understand, guys? I don't care what Obama says about it. I don't care what ESPN, Anderson Cooper, Oprah Winfrey, Kobe Bryant, anybody. It's wrong. It's a sin. It's an abomination. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to talk all night, but I'm just, I got to get this off my chest. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a serious problem when people out here in today's society make excuses for everything that God hates. There's no difference between homosexuality and pedophilia, homosexuality and murder, homosexuality and rape, adultery, fornication. There is no difference. All sin is sin and it's displeasing in God's eyes. It just so happens that God does call homosexuality uh, 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 an abomination. Okay, guys, and and I don't. There's n- it's become socially acceptable. It's become politically acceptable, but it will never be acceptable in God's eyes. And real Christians do not conform to society. Real Christians do not approve of something just because Barry says it's okay. Real Christians take a stand for Jesus Christ. And I don't care. This is my show. Nobody signs my checks. I sign my checks. I'm not apologizing for nothing. I don't care if Chris Broussard backtracks. I don't care if any everybody and their mom backtracks. I will never backtrack on nothing in regards to homosexuality. It is wrong, and it will never be right, and God is not pleased with the way society is going. Anybody who has a problem with that, date on at trctoday.com or 855-55-DATE-ON. So now that I've got that public service announcement out, we can open to the fellas. Steve, man, what you think? I mean, what's your thoughts on this homosexuality thing, man? Man, I was highly pissed uh, yesterday and today because, see, the image of the black man, that the most masculine man, the the Michael Jordan, you know, our image is continually to be it's hurt by the cross-dressing in the movies, the, the professional athletes, I'm coming out, I'm gay, and all this type of stuff. And it really hurts our image, you know, that the, that Michael Jordan image has been there since the 80s, you know, and, and and we need to maintain that image. But you got these guys coming on and and see what it is. The evangelical vote is one of the biggest voting blocks in America. But what they're trying to do is 
you know, the, the Republicans won't really move on the issue because they don't want to, you know, they, don't, they, they, don't, they need those votes. So the Democrats will keep making it an issue because the midterm elections are coming up next year. A lot of, a lot of this stuff is just political gain and to attract voters and different things of that nature, but it would take a civil war to change the minds of men regarding homosexuality when it comes to evangelicals like me, you, and people on the panel. I, I, I do not, con- you know, I don't like it. I love women. I loved women from a young age. So it's not that we want to kill homosexuals. It's not that we want to abuse them. But at the same time, you don't need to promote it like it's, like you just won the Powerball or something. I mean, I don't care. But just don't, coming on TV trying to get all this publicity so he can write a book and make millions of dollars off of it, to me it was just a publicity stuff for him to make money. I mean, what do you think about that, Daydon? I mean, you're right. That's exactly what it is. It's it's all about politics, whether it's the Boston bombings, whether it's the, the Federal Reserve, it's these, these fake wars that, that are going on out here that are launched under false pretenses. I mean, there's so much stuff that, you know, that we can point to and say is is, is strictly politics. You know, this um, bipar- all these bipartisan arguments, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. I mean, it's all one big act. And I don't want to get too deep into it, take us too far off, off topic, but, you know, it, it's everything that you see on the no, news, 90% of it is straight-up lies and fabrication. You guys watch wrestling, you know about wrestling. It's like, oh, he's supposed to be bad, he's supposed to be good, and that's who you cheer for, that's who you boo for. That's how it is with these Democrats and Republicans. But behind closed doors, they're all doing photo shoots together, they're shaking hands, they're going out for dinner. You know, I mean, it's it's just fake. <laughs> that's just how... Somebody saying, well, what, what do you mean? That's not really an accurate analogy. Well, you know where I got that analogy from, guys? I got that analogy from Jesse Ventura, the former governor of, of Minnesota, excuse me, Minnesota, and former uh, wrestling champion from WWE, who actually said that. He said, look, this was the governor, somebody who's actually at one of the highest levels of politics. He said this whole political arena is fake. He said it's faker than when when he was actually wrestling. I grew up watching him in WWF. Okay, Jesse Ven- Jesse the Body Ventura, former governor, said politics as a whole is fake. Does that mean? I mean, do you guys understand what I'm saying to you? You know what I'm saying? And I've been saying this stuff for years. This is an actual politician saying this, governor. So all that Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator being president, it's look. <laughs> If that doesn't tell y'all something, I don't know what would tell y'all, man. We're about to see Homie the Clown running for president next year. I mean, it's like whoever they feel like could make an impact and gain some attention to further their agenda, it's like, oh, yeah, let's throw him up in there. Herman Cain, oh, yeah, let's make him a nominee. Let's just go find people to run. It's ridiculous. They make rules as they go along. But yeah, sorry to be, you know, and we'll go, we, like I said, we got time, and we're here all night. So get comfortable, put your feet up, go get a little something to, to sip on, or get a, some snacks, that popcorn, whatever y'all want to do, man. We're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to give y'all some information tonight, and uh, that's just what we do. James, man, you know, uh, Jason Collins, what are your thoughts on him in that, in that whole situation? You know what, Dayton, man, you and Steve made some great points. Uh, there's, there's definitely, anybody that's been paying attention, um, can can obviously see there as an agenda. There's some plan in place to make homosexuality the norm in the United States. And um, like you all said earlier, just because something is popular 
doesn't necessarily mean that's the right thing that should be done. And, you know, um, I'm going to piggyback on what Steve said. You know, as a black man, I find it absolutely embarrassing, and I find it, you know, an attack not only toward me as, as a black man, but I find it as an attack toward my Christianity, toward my religion, toward my love for Jesus Christ. And I, and I also see it as an attack towards our women. When you when It seems like every time I'm watching the television, it's a black man that's coming out of the closet. I mean, you don't see too many Caucasian men that are doing this. They're, they're setting it up as if the black men that are coming out of the closet. you got a black president, President Obama, that is supposedly a Christian, co-signing on homosexuality. The first president to co-sign nationally on homosexuality. And it, anybody that that uh, anybody that doesn't see a problem, they don't, they don't have their eyes open. It's, it, they they don't even. You're right. They don't have their eyes open. What Newsweek did a few a uh, couple years ago, they actually get, put Obama on the cover with the rainbow, the gay pride rainbow calling Obama the first gay president. And here you got this guy with some gay smile just sitting there with a halo around his head. And, they, you know what I mean, like what kind of man, what kind of man allows that? I don't care what the context is. I mean, I, I understand it was like one of those double meanings, double entendre type of things. It's like, no, he's not a gay president, but he's the first president to co-sign homosexuality. I mean, I get it, but as a man... As a black man, but just as a man first, I would never allow someone to refer to me in, to, in that context, the first gay president. What kind of man does that? I have no respect for him. Uh, the first, I, mean, who, I mean, I'm just asking. Is that, James, could you see yourself doing that, allowing someone to classify you under any context as the first gay president? Okay, I think we might have lost James for a second. Let's go to Marv. Marv, do, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It's system, man. Yo, listen, guys. Let me just put something out here real quick. Let me just put something out here. I, I mean, I haven't, I wasn't, I haven't even talked about this publicly. But let me just say something before we go to Marv. Because I want to just take a quick break. All right? Listen, and I don't want to say too much, man, because I enjoy doing this show. But listen. I've been doing this show. This is our sixth year on the air, okay? And I, because I'm a professional person, all right. And I, I like, I like to do when I do things, I do them right. I like to do things with the highest level of professionalism, all right. Now, I've been doing the show for a long time. We're over, well over a thousand shows, well over, we're approaching close to like twelve hundred shows actually. Been well, well over a thousand shows. I've been doing the show for a long time, and I've never. You know what I'm saying? Uh, really, it, within the last couple months, never had as many technical difficulties as we've been having in these last couple months that we've been talking about these Boston bombings, that we've been talking about homosexuality, that we've really become, I've really become more passionate, and the direction of this show has gone in a more biblically-based, spiritual-based uh, realm. And I, so I just want to say that. And it's not a coincidence. I mean, I've I've heard error message. I've seen error error messages, and and you know people are saying they can't hear this show. You guys go through the archives. There were never these types of problems. You know, calls dropping, people can't log on, show buffering all of a sudden. And I don't know what's going on out here. I don't know who's listening, but you guys would not silence me. All right. So I don't want y'all to think oh he's unprofessional. No, ain't no unprofessionalism. 
people don't want this math. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'll let you guys do the math on that. Anytime we try to do these types of shows where we're spreading knowledge, we're giving information from a biblical perspective, stuff happens. And that's just what it is, man. So I just want to put that out there. It's not me, and I, you know, I try, I'll try, I'll do the best I can, but, you know, if you can't hear the show, check out the archives, and we'll keep it moving as best we can because it's out of my control. But, Marv, though, what, what's up with you, man? What do you think about these, um, these, uh, this, this homosexual agenda, man, Jason Collins coming out, and being a ball player yourself? Yeah, man, that's that's one of the first things that I was thinking about. Like, just as a ex-ball player, I always wonder, like, whether anyone on my team that was probably homosexual, and because if they were, then I would have never known. No one has openly come out, um, and I do recall taking plenty of showers in the in the general area um, with no thought of is this man next to me who's soaping up is he gay? Like that would that never crossed my mind. So um, I mean, but that. With that said, I, I do remember a couple of occurrences where, you know, I would be taking a shower and, you know, I'm having general conversation in the shower with a bunch of guys. You know, I just randomly just glance to, to, to catch a, a, a guy's eyes, and he's looking down. Like, he's, he's staring at my package. You know what I mean? So, like, it's, it's crazy. This whole homosexuality undercover thing, like, who knows? Who knows? I mean, why 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 did they choose him? To come out out of all out of all the people, like I'm sure that there's other people in the league, you know, wherever that's that's homosexual. Why did they choose Jason Collins? Why is his why is his face plastered all over the media? You know, like every channel I'm, I've been turning to within the past couple of days have had his face on it, um, and like they really went out of their way to make him look gay. I'm not trying to like <laughs> I'm not trying to say that there's an actual look. On how you on how a gay person look, but if you notice the interview today, like he has like extra lip gloss on, he has like a bunch of powder on his face, like he really looks he really looks feminine. Um, so that was just an interesting perspective, and I mean I agree with Brother Steve. I mean it's it's a shame that they that they're picking him, um, but to me I'm just connecting the dots. You know, it's just another image to reflect you know weak black men, and that's just the reality of things. You know, like if I was on a deserted island, and I'm sitting there watching TV. It's like my perception of the black man is really screwed up now because not only do I think, based on what the media is presenting, not only do I think that, you know, they're thugs or male whores or, you know, they, they take pride in being baby daddies, constantly going to child support every week. You know, now my image of a black man is, okay, so now they're really coming out the closet. Now they're homosexual. And, if, and the reality is, you know, homosexual isn't, just based on, you know, a, a black man, like, obviously that crosses all all borders, all barriers. But why does it seem like it seems like the media is so focused on black men, black homosexual men? To me, that's just, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation. And I have a six-year-old son, man, and it's just like, you know, they're, like they're pushing it. They're, they're shoving it down these kids' throats. You know, you got these little, you got these cartoons out here that, that suggest homosexual behavior, you have children's books. If you Google, you have children's books that promote homosexual activities, you know, girl, girls or whatever. And, I mean, it's like if, if my son is in school, how can I stop them from including that in the curriculum? Like what power do I have? I don't, I don't own the school. What am I going to do, pull him out of the school, you know, and, and interrupt his stability? So I, I think about a lot of those things. So it's like on one end we do have to take a stand, but by doing so it's like, 
all right, now I, I have I have a child. You know, you have a child. It's like how are they going to, you know, how are, how are they going to react to to this, this this whole change that that's being taken place? You know, I understand that we have to be there for them. We have to educate them, but it just seems like it's just the influence out here is just so strong. It just seems like being straight has become abnormal now, and it's just like. You know, how do I <laughs> – that's that's a challenge for me now, like just trying to be consistent in my son's life and just try to, you know, just drill in his head. You know, men belong with women and vice versa. It's it's interesting, man. I don't have a son, but I have a, a, a nephew who is, uh, I believe, nine right now. And, uh, you know, it, it's deep, you know. I think Actually, now I think he's ten now I think about it. And, you know, he they're, they're shoving it down his throat, and I try to spend as much time with him, you know what I mean, as I can just to uh, show him – because my, 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 my sister is a, a single mom, you know what I'm saying? Now, you know, and his father's in his life does a great job, but you know what I'm saying? I just try to still add, you know, that little, my, my personal flavor to his life as far as, um you know, seeing what's going on. And, um yeah, it's tough out here. It's it's a, it's tough. Uh, like you said, on one hand, you got this, you know, the racist agenda against black men, targeting black men. But at the same time, you on a high, on a larger scale, uh, you have people furthering a satanic agenda, you know what I mean, trying to literally put us back into the days of, of Sodom and Gomorrah, and you know it's it's deep. So, but like I said, I don't want to I don't want to talk about that all night. We actually did get a question about that though. Um, a young woman uh, asked um, in the uh, in the in the group uh, a little while ago. We were saving this topic. She said, um, you know, if if homosexuality is a sin like all the other sins, why is it being picked out so much? Why is the spotlight on homosexuality? And, and, and I kind of just answered that, but I want to – I see my man, Lewis. I think we got the technical difficulties out the way with, with Lewis. Lewis, what's going on? Are, are you there? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you now, man. Good to have you here. Um, oh, what yes, man. Oh, go ahead. Go what ahead. are your thoughts on this, homo, this whole homosexuality situation? Oh, yeah, I, I, they were showing that all week, I mean, all yesterday, and I was I was really getting tired of it because, you know – what I thought about was it's interesting how, you know, how, you know, everybody's all hands across America about about Collins. But then let's not at Christmas time. Now, we don't want to offend anybody by talking about Jesus. Let's, we don't want to offend anybody. Happy holidays, you know, and all this stuff. We don't, we don't want to offend anybody with, when we talk about Jesus. But then with this, we can just like Steve said, you would think someone had won the $80 billion Powerball or something the way they had this thing going, and just like uh, just like Marvin said, I noticed how they kept how they kept showing him and he had the smile on his face and all of that, and I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous because you got like you all were talking about the perception of the black man. You got Russell Westbrook with his red glasses on and crazy shirts and shoes, and Kanye with skirts and all that kind of stuff, and it's 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 just crazy. But when I saw that, I was like, wow, you know we get so offended when it comes to Jesus. Can't say his name. We don't hurt anybody. But then with this, we can just put it all over the place. I got tired of looking at it. Absolutely, man. So it's an epidemic. And I don't, listen, I don't care if we become the last media, you know, piece of the media, media outlet that is not afraid to tackle this subject and speak openly about it. You know, you're seeing people get censored and people are getting fired. Nobody can fire me. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can censor me. And and, and I don't care if they throw me in the lion's den. I don't care if they put me, you know what I'm saying, wherever. 
It is what it is. And that's how all Christians should be. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, and I'm not going to preach to y'all, but <clears throat> on on Judgment Day, there will be a decision that's made. And all this rationalization, all this justification, it all goes out the window. In fact, it will stand out as, whoa, you, 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 that's, you deserve to be on that side. You know what I'm saying? You deserve to be in the lake of fire. And people say, well, how, who are you to judge? Who goes? I'm not, no, it's not about me. It's about what the Word says, you know, how the Word says you will be judged. What God says will be the criteria for making it into heaven. So all this politically correctness, that's not, God ain't going to be trying to hear that, you know, at the at the time of the rapture. So just, uh, you know, throwing that stuff out there for you. But let's keep it moving, though. Like I said, I don't. I just I want to touch on it. I didn't want to spend too much time on it. But like I said, we haven't been live. Uh, like I said, we did a show last night, but that was a rebroadcast from several months ago. A classic, classic episode. Maybe one of the best episodes and uh, one of my personal favorite episodes. If you missed it, check it out at um, DaytonTolbertShow.com. Um, <clears throat> let's let's lighten it up a little bit. You know, we're talking tonight about. Uh, this is barbershop talk, and we're talking specifically about uh, dating, do's and don'ts, first date etiquette, uh, you know, things that will be turnoffs to us. But if, if see, for me, I don't want to just jump right into that because there are other topics that lead up to the first date. See, a lot of women, they feel as though the first date is the opportunity to get to know you, and that's incorrect. Let me give you, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. See, ladies, when you're, if you're looking for a job, if you want to be a wife, all right, you're applying for a certain job. You want a position. You want the position of being a wife. You have to show yourself worthy of be, getting that position. You are going on an interview, all right? You are positioning yourself to be found. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So that means you have to show yourself worthy of being viewed as that good thing. It's not a guarantee that you're going to go out on a first date. You have to have a great resume to get called for an interview. You don't just get called for an interview just for the heck of it. No, you you apply. You submit your resume. Someone looks at that resume with a fine-tooth comb to determine if you're even eligible or worthy or deserving of a face-to-face interview. And if you do well on that interview, then you get called back for a second interview, and then maybe you get the job. But guess what, ladies? You have to understand something real quick. You're not the only person who got called for that interview. Right? There are other candidates applying for that same job. No recruiter only calls one candidate for a certain job opening. You are one of many. It is your responsibility, ladies, to differentiate yourself from the other candidates. The days of men chasing women really were never existent. They were, that's a figment of your imagination. But certainly, and not in 2013, should any woman think that these men are going to be out here chasing you for a date, begging you for a date. That is absolutely ludicrous to think that. These men are dealing with and have multiple options, and the best women are only going to be chosen for that first date, let alone the whole 
you know, kit and caboodle of, of, of marriage. I hope I'm, I just want to – let me open it up because I just want to make sure – I mean, Marv, let me go back to you, man, because I know you keep it 100%. I mean, everybody does, but I know you're passionate about this dating thing. Why is it that so many women in today's society think that it's a given that, we, that we're just going to go take them out and spend 70, 80 bucks on them just for the heck of it? Well, because you have a lot of guys out here that, that do that, and they kind of, you know, they're messing up, you know, they're messing up the game for them. You know, lack of a better word, they're messing up the game out here for you know for for guys who normally don't practice that type of behavior. So the unfortunate thing is, if you approach a woman and you know you're being true to yourself and you're being you know a genuine guy, and you know you tell her, um, you know I'm only you know I want to take you somewhere that's you know that's affordable, but it's a nice place somewhere where you know you in your mind you don't plan on spending you know X Y dollars. You know she may get another opportunity from a guy who you know who who's willing to spend three, four, five hundred dollars on a on a night, on a weekend with her. So unfortunately, you know, you have a lot of women out here, their heads are blown up by a lot of guys who, you know, I mean who just really just mess it up for everybody else. Yeah, those thirsty guys, man. Steve, man, what's up with you, man? How do you feel about this whole dating thing? It's almost do you feel like there's somewhat of a, a sense of entitlement with these women out here, it's like you you should be happy to be even in my presence and to spend your hard-earned money on me. <laughs> yeah, we're dealing with American women, so, yeah, that that is an issue, you know, and uh, it's just the, uh, the, the simps, I call them simps, you know, thinking that their money is going to buy her heart and all this type of stuff. It's, it, 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 it is causing a problem, you know, um, with me, it's more, you know, it's reverse psychology. I mean, let's let's just truthfully be honest here. I mean, there's more women than men. So at the end of the day, you're right. Men have more options, especially an elite man, especially an elite man. So it's like we're we're not even pressuring you. We're not even necessarily tripping. It's like it's either it's either meant to be or it's not. We're not we're not pressuring you. We're not you know it, you know dating a a woman that looks like Beyonce. That's not a rare thing for us. So that's the difference versus your average guy. He may be sweating you. He may be calling you too much. He he may bring roses and candies and all this type of stuff on the first date to your doorstep. We're Let's not necessarily going to do that. That's not that's not how we roll because we're going to come across as needy. And, and the elite man doesn't want to do that. So yeah, what do you think Steve, about that, Yo, Steve, man, I appreciate. Let me just say, I appreciate you for keeping it honest, man. And sometimes I go crazy on this on this microphone here because I don't like so many women. They just have their society, media, these losers, like you call them simps. I, I just call them losers, man, like these weirdos, these psychos. They're, they're chasing women around, begging them to spend money on them. I can't relate to that. Marv can't relate to that. James can't relate to that. Lewis can't relate to that. Steve, none of us can relate to that. none of this stuff. I've never chased a woman in my life. I did not chase my wife. I don't pursue. I don't do any of that stuff. Never have, never will. You know what I'm saying? And it's, that's not how it should be. Now, am I a married man? Absolutely. Do I love my wife? Absolutely. Did I have, I, do I, I just told her, I, I said, look, man, take the account, take my card, do whatever you got to do, go shopping, go get a manicure, pedicure, Rolls Royce at the wedding, whatever she wants, she gets. I mean, that's not an issue. 
You understand? But there, you got to understand, ladies, that it takes a certain woman early on showing herself to be worthy of that type of treatment. Everyone doesn't get the red carpet rolled out for them and live the uh, you know a nice life. You have to be the best woman. You there are t- there's a there's a it's kind of like pledging. You know, if you want to pledge a fraternity or something or a sorority, you've got to go through hell first and then you reap the benefits. If you want a good job, you want the office at the penthouse or whatever like that, you have to start out at the mailroom a lot of times. You got to hustle. You got to bust your butt early. Ladies, that 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 first date, that second date, that that's the even prior to that, that's time that you've got to spend putting in work, letting us know that you are special. Now, I'm not saying that we as men won't do certain things as well, but don't get that twisted. You we you are not the only one. Do you understand what I'm saying to y'all ladies? We are not pressed. Understand the best men are not pressed. We do meaning we do not care. I was quick to cut a woman off. I was quick to delete a number out my phone. Not think twice about it. Even in that debate, which we're about to get into, that Marv was talking about, I was quick to just delete a number and say, oh, she did this. Oh, I'm done. I'm good. Why? Because I, there were three other women like that. Lot now, now, on the contrast, there are a lot of men out here, there are a lot of these weirdos who are, they don't have three or four women that they can call up at any given time. So they are they, they don't even know what it's like to deal with a Beyonce. They don't know what it's like. And I'm just throwing her out there. That's and my, You'll see my point in a couple of seconds. A lot of men out here they defend Beyonce's that you know those types of women with the long weave, the overly sexual persona because they've never had that. They can't relate to that. Beyonce is their fantasy. They sit around and masturbate watching these Nicki Minaj videos. Oh my gosh, what if I would have had that? See, see the problem which I gotta realize the men on this line, we've been there and done that. You understand that we do, that doesn't turn us on. You know, and I'll speak for myself. That doesn't turn me on. I've been there and done that. Beyonce doesn't get wiped out. The Beyonce's of the world, they're the Friday night freaks, okay? Beyonce would never get wiped up by anybody I know. Not anybody I would say is an elite man, surely. That attitude, the weave, the, 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 the overly sexual attitude, those are the women that get smutted out. Only losers like Jay-Z marry women like that. The type of men who didn't get women when they were when they, when they didn't have money. I had I was broke growing up. Well, I shouldn't say that I wasn't broke, but you know what I'm saying. I, I wasn't balling. You know what I'm saying. I, I was, but I still, you know, listen. There were men out there who would pull up to the clubs purposely, pull their cars up, cars they couldn't even afford just to get women, flash their bank, you know, their uh, you know, whatever it is that they felt like would attract attention. I would go to the club with a you know, whatever, on a regular shirt, some nice shoes, call it a day. Nice conversation, boom, that's it, getting a number. These other guys buying drinks, talking about their jobs, talking about their fraternities, flashing their car keys, throwing their car keys up on the on the table just to let you know. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm just saying, the real men, elite men, the best men, godly men, we don't have to do that stuff. James, what do you, I mean, can you, do you understand anything I'm talking about? I mean, is there anything you can relate to? Hey, Don, and I'm 100% co-signing. Excellent comments by the fellas. Uh, I agree with you, man. Um, you know, I'm finding, you know, over the, over the past few years, a lot of women think that it's the man that has to pull out pull out all of the, uh, 
to stop. The man that has to impress them, it's a man. He better be able to do this for me. He better make this kind of money. He better um, take me to this place because, you know, it's me that's in control of this thing. But in reality, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's the man that's going to be doing the finding. So he's the one. So the man is going to be the one that is going to be doing the choosing. And so I just, all I can tell these ladies is, uh, don't get in the in the mindset that it's all about what the man can do for you, because like they Don said earlier, um, a lot of these men, um, like most of these men, they have options. Men, all men have options, and so you're not the only one that he's talking to. You're not the only one that he's considering that he's looking at as a possible wife. And so if you want to be the one that he chooses, if you want to be the one that's going to get the red carpet treatment, that's going to get the um, that's going to be the, the woman that's going to meet his family. If you want to be the one that he's going to, um, he's going to do everything he can to to show his love for, then you have to differentiate yourself from the others. You got to show yourself to be different. You got to be down to earth. You got to let him know that you're the one that that is going to make him forget about all the other ladies. That's it. That's it right there. And so <clears throat> this is all the foundation. This is where it starts, guys. Because yes, we're going to talk about first dates, but Please, and I'm just, I wanted to focus on this for a quick second, because the days of meeting a woman, okay, hear this, like, you know, back in the day, I was like, all right, hey, yo, I meet you out and about. We exchange numbers, and these men will say, oh, hey, I'd like to take you out. Those days are over. Nowadays, these men, if you notice, they're a lot more selective about who they take out. That that screening process, that that you know, that first phone conversation, that second conversation, they want to talk to you, you know, a couple times, you know, maybe even interact with you, maybe meet up with you prior to that for official first date because it's like, yo, I'm, I have no, I, I can think of a lot of things that I could do with with about fifty, sixty bucks. I can put that right in my gas tank. You know what I mean? That's a new outfit, a new shirt or something. You know, I mean, whatever. Trust me, it's a lot of things that we can do. That's we order the the, the the Mayweather fight this weekend on on comp. You know what I'm saying? Had a fellas over, have our own little fight fight party. That's more appealing than going out on a bad first date. Real quick, I'll tell you a quick uh, horror horror story, horror story. And I did not take my own advice. Did not take my own advice, which was one of the, the, the reasons why I'm even talking about this. Remember one date in particular, <clears throat> very beautiful woman, very beautiful woman. Uh, met her out and about at a club, like an after work type of uh, happy hour type of thing. Uh, exchanged numbers with her. It was weird, but the, I mean the looks were undeniable. You talking about Beyonce, this chick is more like a, 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 a Rosalind Sanchez. You don't know who that is, just Google Rosalind Sanchez. Every every man on this line knows who Rosalind Sanchez is. We're on that level. This ain't no uh, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce, not none of that. I'm talking, you know what I mean? So we're on that type of level. So I'm, you know, there was a clearly a physical attraction. So I interacted with her. Didn't have a lot of chance to talk to her and get to know her. But listen, I said, look, let's go out. You know what I mean? It's, you know, and the fellas know, like you get a woman like that. It's a lot of times you just want to. It's off to the races. I know Marv knows about that. So we went out and maybe talk like maybe one time. And I was a little bit concerned, a little bit of a red flag, because there didn't appear to be a lot of chemistry there, okay? Um, and it was a little awkward almost, but, you know, she was cool. Obviously, there was an attraction, 
It was an, and there was an interest because of the attraction, but there wasn't a lot of anything other than that. So we went out, long story short, um, a nice restaurant. You know, I'm thinking, oh, man, I got me a dime. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, and I was young. I was, what, 22, maybe 23, something like that, young, making a lot of money, just stupid with it. But um, So I took her out to a nice restaurant. I mean, the bill came, you know, it was, you know, I had money, so it wasn't, it was more than I would have liked to have spent, but, you know, it wasn't a big deal, especially because I'm thinking that she was, um, you know, uh, she was beautiful. And I'm just saying this, this is what happens when you when you, you pursue, not even because I didn't pursue her, but I'm just saying when you don't take the time, when you don't follow your instincts, you don't go with your gut, and you take someone out based on physical looks when there is no chemistry, when there is no connection, the date ended up, it was a nice date, but I never talked to her again, never called her, she never called me, and that's just what it was. I'm out about, you know, 100 bucks, you know what I'm saying? Um and and a lot of men, you know, like I said, for me at the time, that wasn't a big deal. But for many men in today's society, who wants to spend $100 just to figure out that there's no connection there? Mar, have you ever done something like that, going against your better judgment, taking a woman out, spent more money than you wanted to, and there was no connection? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember um, one of the uh, first um, barbershop uh, shows that you, you invited me on uh, where I talked about the uh, McCormick's chick. Um where I was pretty much, um, I took her out to McCormick's. The bill was crazy high, you know, but she was like, like she looked really good on my arm, you know what I mean? Like she was just, you know, certified dime. I really can't, <laughs> really can't, you know, describe her any. Uh, say any no more. Than we that. all know it. We know it. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just in a situation where, you know, I was feeling her. She was feeling me, but that was pretty much the extent of it, you know. Um, you know, every and in every other area, I really wasn't, really didn't click. So, but I didn't realize that until, until after the dinner. You know what I mean? And so, um, so at that point, you know, we never talked again. And um, I pretty much, you know, all of my mistakes. You know, I'm gonna put that out there. All of my mistakes are learning experiences. That's why I'm, I'm so much of a of a better judge of character now, based on my my past history. So, do I regret that? Um, um, situation absolutely not because I felt like if I didn't go through that I wouldn't be more you know more sharp today to really like have a sense of discernment and really see you know who's genuine and who's not right and that those experiences really are are invaluable uh, throughout the dating process because they teach you a lot about your yourself they teach you a lot about what you want what you don't want and just how not to waste time energy emotion and and most of all money on someone that will never be your wife. You know, and some, a lot of women are saying, well, you know, you, 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 you cheapskate. No, I mean, listen, it has nothing to do with being cheap because when, understand this, ladies, if you are dealing with a cheapskate, that man does not give a rat <laughs> about you, okay? When a man loves you, when a man sees a future with you, he will, money will be no object. I've given my last, spent my last, Ten dollars on a woman before, just to have a good time. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm right now. I mean, we, my wife, I, I could care. I didn't really care about a wedding. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just knew I wanted to get married, but I knew my wife wanted to have a really nice wedding. So we we did what we needed to do to to have a great wedding, a classic wedding, a a flawless wedding, great honeymoon, great wedding, perfect wedding. 
You know what I'm saying? Everyone's dream wedding. And and but that's that and it wasn't cheap either. <clears throat> Shout out to my my father in law, rest in peace, great man who really did his part to help out with that and you know, I did my part, the work did, did a lot of stuff and so but that's what you do when you when you love someone. So I'm just saying all that to say, ladies, if if you are not experiencing that type of treatment from a man, you're dealing with the wrong man who most likely is cheating on you and doesn't give a damn about you. I really hope that's clear, man. A lot of women, and we, this is where we get into the counseling aspect of things, a lot of women, because of internal self-esteem issues, uh, insecurities, a fear of being alone, they say, well, you know what, I ra- even though he's not treating me the way I want to be treated, let me just deal with this for X amount of years, X amount of months, because the alternative of being alone is is worse, you know, which is not the case, but in your mind it's become the case. Really, that lie that Satan has implanted in your mind. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get too deep, but y'all get what I'm saying. So, um, <clears throat> Lewis, any uh, any thoughts on that, man, just uh, from a financial standpoint? Yeah, they don't. You know, I agree with everything that you all are saying. You know, if you, it's like you were talking about the job interview. You know, you, you if you want to get, you know, when they impress with you, they'll give you a tour of the store. And the show kind of gives you a feel for where you could be working. And, you know, I'm to the point now where I'm not I'm not taking you out to dinner and dinner in a movie unless I see that, you know, there's some real white potential there. Like you all were saying, you know, I don't gauge how the company is. We might exchange nothing. I might be impressed with the initial exchange. Uh, and I get your phone number, but when we're talking, I'm, I'm listening. Trying to see, okay, is this is this the kind of woman I would want to take? Yeah, yeah. Let me just, yeah, go ahead. But real quick, real quick, not to cut you off, Lewis, but let me. I mean, I just want to piggyback off what you're saying, man, because you're you're touching on the the, some really important points. Is bottom line, ladies, you're either a wifey or you're not. You know what I'm saying? And if you are, his actions will dictate that. If you're not then you're just not, and there's nothing you can do to uh, to move yourself or position yourself into that position. You can't change a man. You can't go from sex or being looked at as the freak, the Friday night freak, freak of the week, <laughs> freak of leak, you know what I'm saying, to, to being a wife. It doesn't happen. Steve, let these ladies know, man. Absolutely, Daydon. Yeah, you know, that category is, is very true. You know, and, uh, you know, I come across, you know, female friends I know, and uh, they just don't, they just, a lot of people don't get it, man. You know, well, he didn't have his stuff together. And I'm thinking, well, you're 50 pounds overweight. You got a little attitude. I got aunts and family members who just don't get it. You know, keep doing the same thing. Ladies, if you want, if you want Grace to say, this, remember this thing. Stop. You cannot do the same thing and expect different results. You cannot do that. Man, uh, your perception of yourself and what a man perceives you to be is between night and day. You may think highly of yourself. He may see you as a slightly overweight, loudmouth woman. You, you have to know what a man's perception of you is. And, and I'm not just saying that for one boyfriend, but for multiple. If these multiple boyfriends have the same perception of you, complaining about the same issue with you, you have to take a look at that. If you're 35 years old, never been proposed to, we may have to look at that. 
So, and then, what do you think about the doing the same thing and not getting expecting different results? Well, you know what? That's a good point, Steve. Because um, a lot of women, they they they'll say, "Well, I'm old school." You know, <laughs> oh, what you old school? What is what is it? 2013. What you what you old school for? This ain't. And they'll say it with such conviction. They'll say it with such confidence. I'm old school. I want to be chased. I want to be pursued. And I sometimes I just look at them like, are you crazy? Are you a psycho? They say, well, my grandma and this and my grandfather, I want a man like my grandfather. Well, and these men say, well, look, yeah, that's fine. I want a woman like my grandmother. See, back in the day, moms looked like moms. Grandmoms looked like moms. Women carried themselves with respect in class, they weren't in the mirror taking ass shots and doing the duck face and jumping in the bed with you after the first date and uploading their bra and panties on Instagram and things like that. Those things, my grandmom's era did not do those things in that manner. Okay, the dating pool was a lot larger, a lot wider. You understand? So, yeah, you know, these men had no problem being chivalrous to women who were worthy of chivalrous treatment. That's what a lot of women don't get. They're talking about some I'm old school, but you let these niggas hit it after taking you out for on one date, and you talking about some I want to be taken seriously, I want to be wifed up. There are no good men out here. All men are dogs. Well, I guess so. I mean, if all men are dogs, how many niggas have you let hit it? How do you know all men are dogs? How many men have dogged you out? Next time y'all hear somebody say all men are dogs, ask them how many dogs have you slept with. You know, you know what I mean? How, let's let's start with that. James, let me come on. We talk about this stuff all the time, man. Why do these women feel like they don't seem to get the, the correlation between spreading their legs and, and a man not taking them seriously? 100% true, Daydon. I mean, I think what these ladies need to realize, and the ones that haven't realized it, is um, I think the reality is you, if, if you're only getting a certain type of response from men, if you're only getting a certain type of treatment from men, then you have to look inside to um, really try to figure out what type of vibe are you giving off. Because like you and Stephen and the other fellow said earlier, when you're that woman that we want to spend the rest of our lives with, when you're that woman that we are going to take seriously, that we respect, that we are going to take our time to get to know, we're not going to rush you in, into having, you know, into doing things that you're not comfortable doing. We're not going to put you in a position where you're going to have to have sex, um, you know, before marriage. We're not going to put you in a position where you're going to have to compromise who you are. When you're that woman, we are going to treat you chivalrously. We're going to pull out the stops. We're going to introduce you to our families. We're going to bring you around during the holidays instead of maybe sending you a text. Or, you know, we're going to do the things that are going to let other people know that you're the lady for us and, and that we're not thinking about anybody else. And so, uh, ladies, you really need to take some time to figure out um, what's going on. If you're, getting the, if, you're getting, if you're not getting the respect that you want, if you're not getting the type of attention that you want, then you have to look inside. You've got to look at the vibe that's being given off. You've got to look at are you the answer to that man's prayers? You know what I mean? And a lot of women will say, well, you know, they think they can be slick. A lot of women out here, they think that they can be slick and hide certain things. It's like, well, well, how does he know I'm still having sex with my ex? How does he know I'm dealing with daddy issues? You know, how does I mean, how does he know that I deep down have an emotional wall up or I have trust issues? Well, ladies, we know everything. 
You know what I'm saying? We there's always ways to know. You guys will tell us a lot of stuff and don't even realize it. But more most importantly, God knows. And God that's why you're not being blessed because you're trying to be deceitful. You know, you can't be slick about something and still expect to be blessed with the man that God has for you if you're being dishonest. You're carrying on relationships or having these friends with, you know what I mean, what non-platonic friendships. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's not that's not right. That's not what we pray for. Just like you tonight will pray for a husband, guess what? These men on the line here with me tonight, they all pray for wives. I prayed for a wife. <clears throat> Bible says when you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, that's what that's what this this is all about. It's about delighting yourself in the Lord. You know what I'm saying? But that's the key. You actually you, you got to actually delight yourself. You can't don't delight yourself in sex. Don't delight yourself in that bottom sock drawer when you're watching the porn. Don't delight yourself in the clubs or the or the or the alcohol or whatever it is you're delighting, you know, but actually really delight yourself in the Lord and that is when he'll give you the desire of your heart. All right, I want to keep this moving. I want to switch it up a little bit. Like I said, I do want to get into some of the actual dating um, etiquette, uh, you know, uh, pointers, as well as I want to, um, but, you know, speaking of dating, I posted a, a something online earlier, uh, yesterday, actually, where I said uh, to the ladies, I said, ladies, you look so much more beautiful. And I've, I've evolved over the years, in case you guys can't tell. I wouldn't have phrased this in this way a few years ago, and it would have resulted in about a thousand comments a couple of years ago, if you guys remember back back in the day how some of these ridiculous debates used to go. But I've, I've grown old or wiser in my old age. I switched it up a little. I said, ladies, you look so much more beautiful when you wear your real hair. I said to leave all that fake crap alone meaning take the weaves out take the wigs off lose the extensions you understand that ladies and I, you know me i don't apologize for anything i don't you know i know i have a lot of weave wearing listeners but i'm not gonna lie to you and i got the fellas here who are gonna be honest and we've done this countless times here over the years but we can't talk about dating and not keep it honest, not keep it real as to certain turnoffs, like from the door that will say she's not wifey, or will cause us to say she's not she's not the one. And I can almost promise you, ladies, in today's day and age, when you show up on that first date with that head full of weave, he's not looking at you as wifey. I'm just I'm just being honest with you, man. Like he's thinking, dag. Uh, she seemed cool on the phone, but I didn't know she was going to have that wig on her head. And and most likely, it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, we're going to just start off with the fellas, man. Lewis. I mean, we've done this before, but for the newer listeners who might be unfamiliar, am I lying? No, they don't. You know, there are a lot of women out there that say, that say uh, you know, uh, you know I wear weed because... That's what men like, and that's what, well, I mean, we're talking about men that want to marry you. When we're talking about men that want to have sex with you. You see, when we want to marry you, we want to see the reason we use. I mean, the thing that I don't understand is why would a woman be offended if a man wants to see the real her? And it doesn't, I mean, natural, all, all we say is we, we're saying whatever for you, whatever, whatever that means.
like a stink attitude with them. And, you know, it's like the weave turned me off, but the attitude really turned me off. So I wouldn't, if I'm meeting a woman and <clears throat> there, wouldn't, there wouldn't be any date for me to say, oh, wow, I didn't know she wore weaves. You know what I mean? Because normally a woman who really wears the hell out of her weave, she's going to keep wearing the weave. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to see some type of, you know, weave tendencies when I first meet her. So, therefore, there wouldn't be any opportunity to go out on a first date. Um, you know, I meet women all the time who, you know, they have a pretty face, carry themselves a certain way. But, you know, the the top of the head are like they got like eight chihuahuas just hanging hanging off the side of their head. Like I, I can't I I can't do that. I, I that's not attractive to me. Um, you know, my thing is like what's going on under underneath that underneath that rug? Like what's like what's really going on? That's 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 the only thing that I can think about. Like when I'm talking to somebody who has a weed, I'm just staring at the head. I'm like, I don't see any scalp. Like where is your scalp? It's all it's all fake hair, man. Like it's comical to me now. And um, that's like that'll give you a one-way ticket to, uh, you know, to not to not not to just not be dealt with. So uh, so let me let's just be honest though. Back not saying now because we know you're a different guy now than you were say in college or even a couple years ago. But back in the day, you, you know, would you have smashed off a weave wear? Absolutely, absolutely. It'd be sweaty weave all over the place. You know what I mean? See, <laughs> <laughs> look. Yeah. See, see, look, let, let me tell you something. See, and this is where the realness comes out. This is, see, because we're, we're all Christian men here. But, see, one, we weren't always all living for Christ. Christians, but who were not always living living for Christ. I was not always living for Christ. And the reality is, you know, we, we, you know we've we had some sex, you know. And so that's the thing. A lot of women in today's society mistake attention, sexual attention, okay, for Interest, genuine interest, and that's they're two very different things. Sexual interest is not at all the same as it being interested in pursuing a relationship or some type of future with a young woman. All right, and you know, just because a man wants to hit it, see, here's the thing: because there are a lot of good, and this is where it becomes unfortunate. There are a lot of quote unquote good women, not great women, but good women, nice women, nice girls, good girls who wear weaves who are not giving off a sexual vibe, and they can't figure out why they're attracting the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. And so, because, the, see, those same guys, they are able to identify you as being a good girl. But because of the weave in a lot of instances, they're saying, well, obviously I'm going to have to dig a little deeper into my bag of tricks to get this one in the bed. Some women, you know, you know what's on and popping after the club. But for all women, that's not the case. For many of you, that's not the case. You're not freaks. You're not hoes. But you do wear those weaves, and you can't figure out why are you not being taken seriously? Why are you being targeted for sex? And I'm telling you straight up, Marv is telling you straight up, the rest of the fellas here are telling you straight up, 99.9% is because of that weave, and these men don't want to marry a woman who wears this fake hair. It doesn't matter what you think about it. It doesn't matter if you think it's fair. It, we're telling you this is specifically what Marv just said. Back in the day, he would have hit it, but he wouldn't have wiped you. I might have hit it, but I wouldn't have wiped you. That's what these men are talking about out here. We're being honest with you. We don't care about having friends. We don't, we're not trying to build fans and be popular. And We're just trying to be honest with you. Anybody, any man out here who says anything other than what we are saying is most, we'll talk about this, most likely gay or 
most likely, as Steve would say, a simp who's just trying to get you in the bed and is afraid to tell the truth. I don't care about getting you guys in the bed. That's not what I'm, my, my, my purpose is. I'm here to be honest. I'm here to be real. And take, I'm telling you, I'll take these weeds out, man. And that's the, one of the first steps to, to being taken seriously. James, real quick, man, we'll go to Steve and we'll keep it moving. What are some, uh, how do you feel about weeds, man? You know what, Daydon? I to be honest with you, man, I, I can't stand them, man. I uh and you know, never have I don't really know what the what the big deal is about. I don't know why the women get so upset about them, but I just I prefer my woman to have natural hair, man. You know, I, I just don't care for the, the fake synthetic stuff. You know, if we wanted if we wanted uh, a woman with Brazilian hair, we'd go to Brazil and find us a Brazilian chick. You know, we want um, our women with their own hair. We want our woman as natural as possible. And so I don't understand what the, you know, I don't understand what's so hard to understand. (laughs) It shouldn't be hard to understand at all, man. It it really shouldn't. I don't know. You know, stop living in la-la land, ladies. Stop. Turn off the TV. Men will look at the Beyonce's. Men will look at the Nicki Minaj's. But these are not the men that, like, I'm going to a fight party Saturday night to watch Mayweather knock out the, you know what I mean, the dude. Like, this is the type of stuff we talk about. This is the type of stuff we talk about in the real barbershops where you're not a part of the conversation. You're able to hear this conversation, but this exact conversation that we are having right now w- takes place in every barbershop across the country, okay? Lewis is down in uh, Mobile, Alabama. I'm in Philly. Marv's in Philly. You understand what I'm saying? Steve's up there in the Chicago area. I mean, listen, you've heard from men on the West Coast. You've heard from men in the Midwest calling to this very show saying the same exact thing. This is what all men are saying. It's just very few men have the balls, the testicular fortitude to be honest with you. So so keep these things in mind. Steve, man, what are your thoughts on, on, on natural hair, weaves, wigs? There's nothing worse, Daydon, than a dark-skinned, beautiful woman with a blonde weave. See, the things that come to my mind is, number one, does she have self-hate issues? Does she really believe the white woman's better and needs to wear her hair? The second thing that comes to my mind, does she work out? You know, because, you know, the chances of a woman wearing weave all the time and working out is slim. So those are things that come to my mind. And because uh, I'm like, you know, and I, I, I can't even count how many w- women I've told, if I want a white woman, I'll go get one. So that's the thing. And uh, it's the self-hate issues there. You no, know, just like if, if I'm dealing with a woman that has a biracial child, you know, I'm like, is she, is black men her first choice or her last choice? Well, if black men are her last choice, I don't need to be there. If the white woman, if there's self-hate issues there and the confidence ain't there and she really thinks the white woman's better or she watched so much TV that she's just trying to look like Cindy Crawford, then we're going to have an issue with that. Because if I'm looking at a dark-skinned queen and she has the blind hair, this almost makes me want to throw up, man. It's just it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's spending so much money on that. And it could be that money could go someplace else, Daydon. What do you think about my comments? I mean, it could. It's a waste of money. My wife goes to. I don't know how much these weeds cost, man, but I've heard they're somewhere, you know, upwards of, you know, a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. And this, we're not talking about like celebrities and like all that other stuff. I'm talking about just average working people who work regular nine to five jobs. Thirty-five thousand, forty thousand dollars. They're spending like four or five hundred dollars on on 
something that's actually going to take away from their their overall appearance. <laughs> I mean, you, that's that's a mortgage payment. That's a car note. You might as well upgrade that Toyota Camry. That you know what I'm saying for for some some hot stuff. You know what I'm saying. If if you're gonna spend the money on the weave, you could you be just as good rocking your natural hair. Going down to the Dominicans for forty dollars, just letting them wash it, curl it, straighten it, and you you good money. That's it. You don't even need the weave. Save your money and look better. What what what's worse than I mean, what could be better than that? Oh man, I don't know what's going on with these people out here, man. But so so but honestly, we love black women. You guys are beautiful. All jokes aside, you're beautiful. All different textures. I mean, there's I've seen women with all types of textures rocking their natural hair. I mean, long hair, extra short hair. I mean, these men. I can almost guarantee you, a man would take a a, a woman with a a bald head woman, with a, with just like a nice little, uh, you know, nice tight shape up or whatever it is. I mean, that's better than a weave. I mean, it's not really my particular thing, but like I know men who would love that as opposed to you know over a long ridiculous weave. And I we did a show over. We've done several shows, but I mean, I'm talking about specific shows entitled. How Weaves and Wigs Are Keeping Black Women Single. Google that and listen to it if you're a newer listener. Entire three-hour shows specifically dedicated to, you know, even uh, hair techniques on how to lengthen your hair naturally, you know, and, you know, had actual hair specialists as guests on the show to educate you guys so you don't feel the need to wear those, those weaves and wigs. When I met my wife, my, my wife's hair was not down her back. I mean, it is now, but it wasn't when I met her. But, she, you know, I, that weave was, I'm not into that weave. So, just wanted to kind of touch on that, man, before before we even went any, went, went any further uh, into it. In fact, I said online the other day, I said, uh, ladies, if, if in order for a man to love and respect you, you have to first love and respect yourself. All right, and when you're when you're being fake, you know it's kind of hard to say she respects herself. All right, let's keep it moving, Let, guys. Understand, this is barbershop talk. Uh, if you have questions, comments, feedback, six four six two zero 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 three six six. We're about to jump into the actual do's and don'ts of dating, and to do that, we're going to start off. Which this is what y'all been waiting for. Our homie uh, Marv had a situation. He had a a first date. That that gained a lot of attention. Like I said earlier, over thirteen hundred still going on. People still comment on over thirteen hundred comments in the thread about this situation that I'm about to read. I'm going to read the situation that Marv posted, but then we're going to give give him an opportunity to give a little bit of background information, clear up any loose ends, and I actually have some very specific talking points around the situation. I want to let the fa- and we're going to Marv is about to go in the hot seat. I posted it in the group earlier, man. We're going to put him on the, on the seat. If some of you guys are from the group and you know and you wanted to ask him directly, you know, what was going on with the oil change or whatever it was, he's here, he's answering questions. It's going to be a good time. Um but here's the, here's what started off. This is what he said. He said, um so I've been trying this online dating thing. I met a young lady, and we've had a few com- a few phone conversations, and she appears to be a good girl. We had a conversation Monday night where we discussed meeting in person for the first time this week. We agreed on Thursday. 
The following morning, I realized that I would be unavailable on Thursday because of work. I texted her and suggested that we meet on Tuesday night. When it comes to online dating, I didn't want to have three or four more days of phone talk. I wanted to get the initial meet and greet over with just to make sure that we were feeling each other. And here are the text messages. And he posted, um, he kind of put some screenshots out there of the of the text messages, um, which I'll let him kind of summarize what those text messages said. Um, he says, uh, am I overreacting? To me, it sounds to me like she's seeing someone else. And if she is, should I keep it moving or show her that I'm all the man that she needs? Now, <clears throat> this is a very interesting situation. And, I, you know, Mark, you guys saw I was very opinionated in that thread. Me and Marv went back and forth, as did, you know, several other people in the group. Definitely um, did not see eye to eye on this situation. But that's what the barbershop is for. Is is you know is for talking and, and it's not all about when that we don't all hold hands and sing kumbaya. That's not what men do. If, if you know if if we agree, we agree. If we don't, we don't. And that's what we're here for. Marv, what what, what would you like to add about that situation that might not have been conveyed initially, uh, you know, on the post or in the in the thread? Oh man, nothing really. Can we move on to the next topic? Oh, Let's talk no, about something man. else. How about well, how about them Lakers, man? Did you hear Kobe uh <laughs> towards Achilles tendon? <laughs> oh man, come on, Mark. Um, I mean, you gotta understand, like, I really feel like at this point in my life that God has really blessed me with the spirit of discernment. And I've talked to members um uh, in the group before, specifically Nakia, about this subject. And I really feel like I have a pretty good judge of character, whether it's a woman, a man, or what have you. So, um, and I, you know, I kind of like to to rely on that in certain cases. So, more specifically, with, with, with this case is concerned, we had, we had some pretty good conversation. Um, you know, she came off like a quality individual. You know, she, she, she pretty much said a lot of great things that I would look at as, okay, you know, she, she seems to be worthy of a of a of a of a date. So <clears throat> let's set that up. So like she was giving off that vibe. Um and in the past if I'm talking to a woman over the phone and if I'm not getting that, that vibe that there should be a date or there should be a, a a second phone conversation, I'll end it. You know, I'll just say, look, I wouldn't really give her an excuse. I'll just will lose the number and just keep it moving. For some reason, man, like I don't know, she just I don't know, like one phone conversation turned in, turned into two. The second turned into a third. Next thing I know, we're talking about meeting up on Thursday. So, um, yeah, so everything is true, you know. But real quick, real, let me, I actually pulled up the, the text messages, and what I want to do now is I want to let the fellas weigh in on what they thought about the uh, – the, well, there were a lot of – there. You, you posted a lot of different pictures with various text messages, but I just pulled up one, um, which was the one that I happened to be most – uh, I'll say taken a, nah, I'll say taken aback initially uh, by, and that was kind of a red flag for me. But here's here's what the the text message, um, conversation or this snippet of it, because I don't want to act like this was the whole thing. Because I know there were more, but for this snippet, you said Thursday's looking busy for me. Let's meet tonight. You pick the spot. I've only met one person online, and I don't like prolonging the initial meeting. That's what you said when you realized that you had to cancel. Um, now, the young woman said, 
She said, all I can't do tonight, and the all was drawn out. Because it, it showed um, from a text perspective that she was uh, appeared to be disappointed that she couldn't meet at that time. She said, all I can't do tonight, uh, I have to get my oil changed after work, and I don't have an appointment, so I don't know how long I have to wait. How about Friday night? And so Marv says, so you would rather get an oil change without an appointment than to meet me laugh out loud. Now, <clears throat> I want to talk about that. I want to just talk about that real quick. Um, but I want to go to, let's go to James real quick. James, start. I know you saw that debate. We'll go to Lewis. We'll go to Steve. And we'll kind of see what the fellas, and if you guys are out there listening in and you had specific questions that you wanted to ask, uh, tomorrow, don't be shy. I mean, this is, wait, this is 1,300 comments, guys, over the course of about a week and a half. So I know there's a lot of people out there that were passionate about this. But if you just want to listen, that's cool. No pressure. But this is your opportunity if so. Um, James, were, were there any red flags to this situation for you? And if so, what were they? Uh, you know, for me, I'm looking at the at the uh, I'm looking at the text right here, and um, from from Marv's on Marv's side, you know, I think the way that he said, "So you would rather get an oil change without an appointment with me?" Um, I think I don't, I don't know what the woman was thinking, but I, I know after a comment like that, I would probably think that maybe he was a little bit insecure. Um, maybe there was some insecurity there. Um, I don't know what else she was thinking. Um, you know. To 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 me, it just sounds weird that a woman would you know want to get an oil change rather than you know meet a, a potential husband. So you know, it, the whole thing was fishy to me. I mean, it really was. That's all I have. You know, that's the only thought I have about that particular so do you, uh, message. So, so do you do you feel when you say fishy? When you say fishy, do you mean you feel as though she might have been entertaining other men? It, yeah, it's a. I mean, based off my experiences, you know, um, where I'm at, and you know, in the dating process, I, I know that, um, you know, these women are out here dating just as many, you know, just as many guys as you know some of the men are out here. And so, you know, after reading just that text, you know, I would definitely have that thought in the back of my mind that, you know, maybe she's, you know, maybe she's got something else set up for tonight. Yeah, absolutely. She's, she's doing my chain. I I I would concur with that, but I want to I want to throw it over to uh, Lewis real quick, and then Steve, and then I'll you know weigh in on what my, what red flags popped out for me, and then we'll come back to Marv, and we will you know we'll, we'll talk about it. Then we have some specific uh, questions that I wanted to, um, that I wanted to ask. But Lewis, what is what were your thoughts on that? Does, would that if that were you, you know, same situation, how would you have handled it? Um, if it were me, you know, and I and I, you know, I told her, look, I couldn't do it on Thursday. How about tonight? And she said the oil change. To me, when I read over it, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know whether or not, you know, he met her on an online dating site, or he just like met her on Facebook. Um, but when I read it, I, and to be honest, I'm just gonna be real with you. I didn't see any. I didn't see flag. I mean. Here's how I look at it. She, she, she gave. She, what she did was she, she said, "Okay, this is what's going on." She was very specific. Now, if she was just making something up, she could have just said, "I'm working on a term paper. I'm busy." She went. When I read it, she said, "Okay, Saturday, I went out there and it came too late, and so I'm doing it tonight." 
and maybe she just didn't want to be rushing around. Maybe she she wanted to get some time to get herself together. The way I look at it, the big thing is she gave him Friday. And my thing is whoever, whether it's me or it's her, whoever can't make the date, it's on them to give an alternative date. And per and personally, I would have preferred Friday anyway because you don't have to work the next day. You can relax and enjoy yourself. And if you really and if I go out with her and I really enjoy her company, I can say, hey, look, what are you what are you doing on Saturday? But I wouldn't just assume that she's seeing someone else. I mean, like you were saying when I read it, and she said, oh, whatever. She was very specific, and I'm not saying people can't lie, but I just think she was very specific about Saturday and then said this is what's going on tonight. I didn't see it as a red flag. I kind of agree with James, and I say it with all due respect to Marvin because I have nothing but respect to him, and I, I can see him growing every day. But it would come off as insecure to say, um, you know, would you prefer to do that over me? Because really she doesn't know you. You really don't know her. Y'all hadn't even met for the first time. Now, I could see it if they already met, and then she kept giving him the runaround after they have experienced the reality of each other. But this hasn't, they haven't met yet, so that's just that's just my take on it. Okay, absolutely. <clears throat> good points, good points. Uh, I want to throw it over to Steve, and then we're all going to come back and talk about it. Steve, as as a um, you know OG player yourself, man, what do you make of this situation? What did it? Did she come off as playing games? Did you buy her 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 excuse for not being able to meet at the? Not even because well, it was his uh, his reason. He's the one that had to cancel the initial date. But when she said she could not meet. When he suggested, um, what were your thoughts on it? You know, it's it's a peculiar situation, and we are making a lot of assumptions about her because um, we we don't really know her. We haven't Marvin didn't sleep with her yet, so I mean, it hasn't even been a first date yet. So it's either a I'm thinking she's she might be uh, talking to some other guy, or b um, she underwent because some women are known for going thousands of miles over the oil change limit and kind of worried about her car. And I've seen women do that, drive seven, eight thousand miles without getting the oil change, and then they all of a sudden worried about that. But then I would have came back and said, "Hey, you know, if you need me to pick you up, you know what I'm saying. If you worried about your car, hey, I can come pick you. I can come swoop by and pick you up, so you don't have to worry about." you know, meeting me somewhere and in your car and all that. But then I'm also thinking, okay, well if you're working and you need to be the you need to be at work the next day, I'm thinking, hey, I don't know if she has a job or not, but I'm thinking, hey, you know I mean if your mileage on your car is an issue, how are you gonna get to work tomorrow? So I'm thinking of all these things. To me it sounds like an excuse, sounds like she got some other dude on the side 'cause I'm thinking, she's got a job, if she's working she got to go to work tomorrow. She's going to run up miles on her car anyway. So to me, it's like an excuse, but it's just we're just making a lot of assumptions. But I wouldn't necessarily cut her off unless she really, you know, unless, unless we're on a date and she's just texting on the date. She's just showing me no respect. It's just I kind of, you know, I kind of want to see her first before I cut her off, if you follow me, Day Don. I, I, I follow you, man. I follow you 100%. You want to see what she's working with to determine your next move after that. Am, am I right? Yeah, absolutely, because <laughs> we, we don't know her like that. But, you know, um, 
I'm thinking she's putting on shows because I'm like, if you got to go to work tomorrow, you're going to be running up miles anyway. I'm thinking she's playing games, man. She She's dipping out with another dude on the side. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's my first gut reaction to it. What I think happened actually is, <clears throat> let me say this, because I've been, I want to, I'm going I'm to tell you what, couple, I'm going to tell you a couple of things. I'm going to take a few minutes because I want to tell you all a story, but then I'm going to bring it back to, I'm going to tell you why I felt the way I felt in the group on the thread. But to do that, I'm going to tell you a quick story that I've told a few times over the years, but it's very applicable tonight to this situation as to why I feel the way I feel. tell you a quick story. I was dealing with a young woman out of state, okay? Now, this was a young woman I was feeling. Um, She was feeling me. And we were really, you know, like, say, irony is that very similar situation. Hadn't really even, we hadn't met, okay? We hadn't met in person, but we spent a good amount of time talking on the phone. And we had made plans to see each other that weekend. So I was planning on driving down to where she was, where she, uh, you know, to see her. And here's the thing. But this, it was our situation was a lot more advanced. Like, we had actually been talking Online, we've been we actually had spoken for talking for like at least a couple of weeks, three weeks maybe, um, every day pretty consistently. But we just had never met because it was a long distance situation. So long story, this wasn't like I just met her that week and then we, you know what I'm saying. But I'll tell you more about that. Long story short, we were talking that week, and she said, I said, so what do you get into after work tonight? She said, I'm actually going um, out with my girlfriends to uh, to to this happy hour, and I said, okay, cool. Um, well, look, you know, I want to hold you up. Uh, you know, just hit me up when you when you get done. And she said, uh, and, and that was, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm leaving something out. She had already told me that, that, she told me that earlier in the week. Like, let's say she told me that on Tuesday, what she was doing on Friday, we were going to see each other on Saturday. You know, and so later on that, that as the week w- went on, I continued, you know, I said, oh, well, look, hey, I know you're going out tonight with your girls. Have a good time. And on as that Friday was, I think we hung up. Now I think about it. it. Was that Friday we hung up? She calls me back about five minutes later. Says, "Hey, look, I need to talk to you about something." I said, "Oh yeah, what's up?" Thought you were going out with a happy hour. She said, "No, I am, but I just want to talk." To you. She said, "Honest, I want to be honest with you." She said, "I'm not going to happy hour with my girlfriends." She said, "I'm actually meeting up with a guy who I've been talking to for about two weeks prior to me meeting you." She said, since me and you have been talking for the last few weeks, I haven't even talked to him, but I made plans to meet up with him, and I didn't want to be rude and just not show up or have to cancel. But I, So I was just going to go, make a quick appearance, and then kind of excuse myself because I really don't want to be there. I'm really feeling you. But she said, I know I didn't have to tell you about this. She said, honestly, I wasn't going to tell you about this because it doesn't matter. But I, if this is going to be something, I wanted to start this relationship or whatever it is that we're doing on an honest note. I didn't want to lie to you. And and I, that really, you know, she said, so I'm going to meet him. She said, but you know I'm going to be thinking about you while I'm there. She said, I'm going to, uh, you know, I don't even want to go, but and as soon as I'm out of there, I'll call you. She said, I might even sneak into the, the bathroom to text you or something, so just to let you know. But, you know what I'm saying, and I respected that, you know, but the reality is, she wasn't going out with her girlfriends, and and she was dealing with somebody else the same way most women are, and so the and because I've seen that, I saw how that situation played out, 
and I've seen a number of women who were not honest in similar situations. Like I've seen these situations dozens of times, countless times, women slipping up, saying different excuses that really make no sense, which indicate that they are entertaining other men. And and I got and I'm about to go to Marv because and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Marv. I'm about to ask you here because in, on the text message, you actually it, it appeared as if you did not believe her yourself because you said, "Oh, you like like almost like you were questioning her, like, oh, so you would rather get your oil changed than see me." When you said that, honestly, were you did you believe that at at the time when you texted her that she was really getting oil changed? No, I didn't. I didn't believe it at all. Um, but I was thrown off because, like I said, based on the uh, initial phone conversations, she never gave the impression that she was talking to somebody else. Not to say that she wasn't, but, you know, I'm a great listener, and I don't forget anything. I I really take pride in that. So when I during our conversations, like, she never really put it out there that she was meeting anybody, like, I did ask her, I said, have you met anybody? I've asked her specifically, have you met anybody on on the dating site? I said, and, and, if, and if so, are you talking to them now? She said she's only, she, she only met one other guy and they didn't click, but she did say, but they are, like, still friends or something. So she said that during the initial phone conversation. So then when I get the oil change response, I started to have some doubts. But my doubts kind of, you know, it contradicted the the genuineness that she, that she was displaying, you know, and the honesty. I mean, she was she was honest about saying she met somebody on 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 that site, but yet they're still friends. You know, they still talk, but there's nothing more than that. Was you that know, a red I, flag I, for you? It was a red flag, absolutely. It was because you know uh, that whole male friend thing is an issue with me, and I did address that. And we can talk about that later if you like. I did address the whole male friend um, issue um, on the date, and she did respond to that. Um, but, yeah, so for the, as far as the oil change, so just to put it to rest, um, uh, after the first date, for some reason, I found myself in, in her car. You guys had me curious, man. I was like, i got to see if this chick really got this oil change. And, um, you know, we were talking. It was really cold out there, and her car was closer to, to the door, to the restaurant than my truck was. So, you know, I say, look, why don't we sit in your car so I can warm up a little bit? So we got, got in the car, we were talking. As we were talking, I glanced over. You know how they put the sticker right there on top of the driver's side window? I glanced over. It said uh, 85000 85, uh, Next oil change, 85000 I looked at the odometer. It said 82000 So that kind of confirmed to me that she did get the oil change. I mean, did she get the oil change on a Thursday or a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday? It didn't really have a date on there. But I had to give her the benefit of the doubt. I said, okay. She was honest about the male friend thing on on the on the website. I do see evidence that she had an oil change. Do I continue to doubt her, or do I continue to move on? You know, with the with the assumption that she was telling the truth. So that was my dilemma at the time. I decided to continue on. Um, you know, she continued to show genuine behaviors, genuine um, ways. However, there were a few red flags that I noticed that I'll share with you guys when you give me the opportunity. Well, you know, and I appreciate that honesty, man, and I respect that. you got to use that spirit of discernment. But, and i got to ask you, though, that there are some, you know, man, there's some psychos out here, some, specifically some lurkers, some s- serious psycho women out there in the group, outside of the group, group 
who literally would listen to this show with notepads and even, you know, they got their own little voice recorders to try to catch us. And I, I, they confronted me and tried to catch us in lies and inconsistencies with our things. And I know that the psychos are out there listening right now to you. And, they, and we just did a whole three-hour show a few months ago on male friends. And they're going to try to get you, man. And so I just want you to give you an opportunity to explain the rationale behind Because we know, and we've talked, and I've made a big deal about this myself, so i got to ask you about it. When a, a woman, it's clear that a woman is entertaining men. Like, he met her on the site, not under the pretense of friendship, you know, but as you know, he wanted something else. He was either interested in her as a wife or as a potential sex partner, whichever one it was. If she's saying, "Hey, look, yeah, I met this guy. He was interested in me, but we're still quote unquote friends," and you said that was a red flag. What could she have said to you that would make you say, "I'm okay with that," or "I'm I'm okay overlooking that red flag"? Nothing really, because like you said, the uh, you know the where they met they met on a dating website so the intention is to date it's not a it's not a friend website the intention is not to be friends the intentions are to date and i mean you saw the picture you know she's you know i mean in my opinion and i'm sure other men who uh, have 2020 vision will feel the same way like she's absolutely gorgeous i mean she looks even she she looks even better in person so my 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 theory about that is you know if a heterosexual man chooses to be quote unquote, you know, friends with a woman that I find attractive, chances are he finds her attractive as well. So we did talk about this in detail. Um I did express to her in general that, you know, I understand the situation, but I just want to let you know I don't date women who have male friends. I was direct. I let her know what it was and that was it. And she said, I understand. She said, I understand what you're saying. You know, you know, a lot of I've heard this before. She went. She she did the whole speech. So with that said, yes, she's attractive. Yes, this, you know the phone conversations were great. Yes, she's coming off genuine. But at the end of the day, if she continues to entertain male friends, it's over. Like it it, it would be over for her, just like it would have, it would be over for any any woman that I meet. Cool, cool, cool. So she just out of curiosity, do you know if she's still entertaining the dude, or you don't know? Well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Um, I've only. You know, I've only known her since for like a week now, um, and we, we've been on we've been on two dates. So we've been on we went out uh, Friday night. Um, I drove down there, and that's not far, man. You said that was you said that was kind of far. Uh, let me let me <laughs> first, let, I mean, come yeah. on, I mean, now, let me explain for everybody listening and um, why I said what I said. Like, I, and this yeah. is maybe just maybe where we differ. Like, you're right; it's not right. far. I used to drive the AC. We're from Philly, guys. Marv and I are both live in Philly. Atlantic City is about, well, depending on what part of Atlantic City, it's about an hour drive. Maybe more, maybe less, depending on traffic. And so, you know, would I do that on a first day? I absolutely would not do that. I wouldn't drive. But then again, me, I would be skeptical about driving 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I'll be more likely, I'll be saying let's meet somewhere that's easy for me to get to. And, you know, I would want to put forth as little effort as possible prior to me identifying her as a truly special woman. Now, after that, had that been my wife, hey, listen, I had a girlfriend who lived in Marvin. You know know where um, 
where Phoenixville is, right? I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, no. You know where Phoenixville is, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Now, now Phoenixville. If you guys are from, you know, familiar with this area, Phoenixville, from where I live, was a good forty forty minute drive, maybe even forty five to fifty minute drive with traffic, depending on the time of day. So, but that was my girlfriend at the time. That was we were in a relationship. I was most likely going there to spend the night. I'm going there with an overnight bag. So that's just what it was at that time. But so, but for a first date. I've never done that, and I can almost say I, I, I wouldn't do that. But, you know, I'm not knocking him for doing it. I'm just saying me personally, I couldn't see myself taking that uh, that drive to Lake City for a first date, uh, maybe second, maybe like after an established connection was there. But he said that there was a connection that he was feeling. So I'm not knocking. That's, for me, that's not an issue. That's not the major part of the issue. I think that's just where we differ as far as personal preference or things like that. But uh, for me, the main issue was definitely the male friend, as you know, that that was clearly that she even admitted to entertaining, as well as the second part that I just wanted to read briefly, uh, and real quick, Marv, you can touch on this if you uh, if you wanted to. Um, this the second part of the of the text conversation where you said, uh, where she kind of responded to what you said by saying, well, you you kind of, she said you ask a lot of questions. She said you ask a lot of questions, and uh, um, did you did you feel as though she was trying to? Trying to play you a little bit. Uh, I mean, I felt that she she was kind of spicy with that response. It was a little spicy. Um, I don't know, man. Like part of me, Dada, I feel like you know maybe she hasn't really met you know a real dude in her life. Maybe she never really experienced that before, which gives her the liberty to talk a little crazy. So I don't know. I guess part of me felt like I'm not, I'm not saying I could change that, but I felt like my my influence could maybe cause her to adjust how she, you know, chooses certain words. So I guess, yeah, initially when I saw her, I was like, hold up. You know, I, had to, I, had to, I had to pull the phone back a little bit and stare at it. I was like, hold up. You know, she's talking a little crazy. Right, right, yeah. But, did, yeah. Did, let me ask you this. Did you feel as though she, um, did you feel as though she, like you making that comment about, so you would rather get an oil change than see me? Could you see why some people might have said, you seemed a little pressed. Well, I mean, I could understand that, you know, like, but I guess what my position was um, when I sent that that response, it was more from like a a cockiness standpoint. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't really trying to compete with the oil change or feel some type of way about it. It was just more of, you know, like, don't you realize who you talking to? Like one of those type of responses towards her. Like, you know, you don't. Okay. You know, you don't put me before oil change. Like, don't you know who I am? It was one of them. It was like playful, but I was serious at the same time. Okay. Um, so that's that's where yeah, that's where that came from. Got you. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, look, this is what I want to do. I want to right now. I see some calls on the line. I want to open up the phone lines, and then we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, first hear what you guys have to say. Let the fellas weigh in a little bit. Um, and then we'll, we, we, there's some other specific, uh, outside of this situation, some other key first date uh, mistakes, uh, dating do's and don'ts that I wanna that I wanna discuss. Um, but yeah, let's go. So so if you have your questions, get them ready. Six four six two zero zero zero. Oh, that, these phone lines lit up real quick. Two zero 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 three six six. Make sure you hit the number one on your keypad if you have a question or comment. If you don't. Don't hit the number one on your keypad. Uh, let's go to the lines. I see a call here from the 240 area code. Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. 
Hi, Dayton. It's Nakia. How are you? Oh, Nakia, what's going on? Good. How are you? Um, I'm fine. I just wanted to chime in a little bit. Um, I won't be on long, but just from a female perspective, I've done on lady, online dating before, and one time I can remember specifically feeling like I was being rushed. We had a pre-planned date, and he wanted to move it up too, and I felt like I was being rushed, and um, and I kept it at the original date. Well, we wound up not going, and I guess maybe he must have assumed that I was dating other people, which was never my thing, but... I just wanted to say on her end that it's possible because she already had plans and some people are really set in their schedules. They don't like moving things for people they don't know. And um, they also, you know, you're just meeting somebody online. So if somebody wants to rush something, it may take you off a little bit because you're not sure what their intentions are. So, you know, waiting that time out to see if they're patient and not a psycho it's sometimes a good uh, a good thing for women to see whether this is a controlling person or just somebody who's really excited and really interested. Okay, I agree. I agree with. Thanks for the call, Nikki. I appreciate you. You know, you were very opinionated in the uh, in the group. Um, g- good comments, good uh, contributions, I, and I agree with you one hundred. And let me just say because for me, it was never about the oil change per se. For me, it was about what I spotted as or interpreted to be BS, a lie. Because even what Nakia described is it, that makes sense. That makes sense for you know because there are crazies. I mean, I met my wife online, you know, and so but so that being said, I don't mind meeting people online. Obviously, she didn't mind meeting people online, but I can see why a woman in particular would be cautious about meeting someone for the first time so soon but which is which is understandable but when you lie because I and I stand by this I know Marv saw the sticker I personally and I you know I'm just expressing my opinion I know I don't wasn't there I could be 100% wrong me personally I think it's exactly what Nikia said or I think that's one of the more feasible options or logical options was that or alternatives that she was a little taken aback by him trying to dictate when they saw and, and them seeing so uh, each other so soon. Although, never mind, that really doesn't make sense because they were already supposed to see each other soon. I think, bottom line, I think this, they didn't want to, she did not want to see him at at that day, on that day, for, for whatever reason. Maybe she had another date. Maybe she had something else to do. Maybe she felt like it was too soon and she wanted to maintain some level of control. I don't know what it is. I don't personally believe that she got that oil change. I think it was more so something along along the lines of what Nakia was saying. But for me, it was the honesty honesty aspect of it. For me, that doesn't that's that's not logical to say. I can't. I was going to see you on this day, all right. But I can't see you on this day, the next day because I have to get my oil changed now. I have a BMW. My wife drives a BMW. You go if you have those kind of cars, you go to the dealership to get your oil changed. Usually when you get your oil changed at those types of places, you have an appointment and you can't miss that appointment or it's like a long waiting list. If that was the and I don't know what kind of car she has, but if that was the case, then I could see her saying, 
I don't want to miss that appointment. It took me a while to get that appointment. I don't know when the next time I'm going to get in there. I'm already over. I just want to knock this out so I can be done with it. I get that. But if she's just saying, I want to go get a random oil change, and she even said, I don't even know how long I'm going to wait. And, 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 And this is another thing. If Now as I'm thinking about it, who really gets an oil change after work? I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But if you work a nine to five job, right? You know, do you, I mean, who you you get in there, you get you drop the car off, that oil change is going to be at least an hour, hour and a half wait. You're not going to no twenty minute spot. If she, you know, if she's not going to a twenty minute spot, it's probably going to be like an hour, hour and a half minimum. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't see too many people going to get an oil change after. I'm just saying, I could be wrong, and we'll take some calls. Real quick, James, does that does that seem logical to you, man? Does that seem truthful? Yeah, you know, it, it did. I, I did. I did catch some problems there. You know, especially, um, you know, with the availability of the, you know, you got the 15 minute oil change spots now. You know, I didn't think that her, you know, her having to get an oil change would, you know, would cause her to have to, you know, cancel a whole date, you know, or meet up. You know, that that's something that could, you know, be done in 15 or 20 minutes. And so that, you know, that was a red flag for me. Yeah, yeah. It seems, and but but here's the thing, and I don't even know honestly. Most fifteen minute oil changes, just to be honest with you guys, close at six o'clock, if not a little bit earlier. You know, it's not too. I mean, Pet Boys, you know, stays open a little bit later. But I know actually, I was actually trying to go someplace, trying to go to a car wash, where I get my car wash is actually one of those fifteen minute oil places. And I wanted to just get a quick wash because my car was filthy, and I don't like having my car filthy. And I went there at six o'clock, and I was like, yo, this place is closed. And so I don't know. Not saying it doesn't happen, but that, like I said, was just a red flag to me. But I wanna, I wanna, um, we'll go back to Marv. We'll, we'll take some calls and we'll, you know that are directed specifically to Marv, and then we'll come back, let him weigh in, and uh, we're having some fun, man. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. Let's go to the lines. I see a call here from the three four seven area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk. Three four seven four one five. You there? Hello. Yes. Hello. Hi, my name is Corinne, and I'm just calling. I just wanted to find out. He canceled the date first, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He said that he couldn't make it that day. So if he was believable that he couldn't make it that day, why couldn't she be believable that she was getting her oil changed? I mean, it's just fair in my thought process because I know sometimes, like, right now I'm sitting here talking to you from work, and I had no plans when I left my house this morning to be at work. Situations happen. I was supposed to go out with a friend for dinner. I couldn't make it. I'm sitting at work. So how could it be believable for him and not be believable for her? I see what you're saying. That's a good question. I'll let Marv answer that. But for me, it was a culmination of of all the information that we have. It wasn't one thing. It wasn't just the oil change. It wasn't just the friend. It wasn't just her snappy comments about you asking a lot of questions. Like, it was it was a combination of everything that all the information I had. It just, it just to me did not add up. It seemed a little, like James said, a little bit fishy. Um, what, what I and I don't know. I'm just offering my opinion. But what it seemed like would be have would have been more likely, you know, to have happened. And she wouldn't be wrong. We're not. This is someone he just met, and that's why I get more. I'm not knocking Mark because he does. He doesn't know her. She doesn't know him. They have no claims on each other, no ties to each other. It seemed to me, though, that what's more likely is that 
similar to what I expressed in that story that I shared, it seems like she might have had another date. And, you know, because a lot of women, they do that. They meet up after work. Like, she was going to meet up with Marvel on Tuesday. A lot of women meet, meet up with another guy on Wednesday, another date on Friday. They set their their, their stuff up. She already, I mean, I don't think she would have wanted to hype if that was the case. I don't see, you know, where she was actually meeting someone else who she had already admitted to meeting online. When was that date? Because we've already established that she's friends with him. To have a friendship, you got to talk. To have a friendship, you got to meet up. And this is someone who was already in the picture, and Marv's the new guy. He's the new kid on the block. So if she made time for Marv, it's only logical to think that she made time for old boy from from even before that, who she admitted was friends with. And I'm using the quotation marks there, friends. It's not really, so, you know what I'm saying? Why not have, why couldn't she have been going out with that guy on Wednesday night when Marv suggested? I don't know, but then I don't know. Marv, what do you, what do you think about this? Now, I know we're talking, I would, do you think that could have been possible or even maybe likely? Yeah, I mean, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And I appreciate the caller's perspective. I mean, she, she made a good point, you know, um, I I knew that I was telling the truth because I really had something to do on Thursday. So there was really no debating that. So, you know, I mean, but I guess I had to, you know, I, I had to consider her, you know, doing this whole oil change thing. Even though it did sound strange, she probably thought that maybe my excuse sounded strange. Who knows? Who knows? But let me ask you she this. Never, yeah. But not, not to cut you off, not, real quick, let me say, cause before I forgot, you know, man, I, 10 million thoughts running through my mind at once. I just want to ask you this real quick. Hypothetically, if you had another day, if, like you said, you had something to do, if what you had to do was somebody else, you know what I mean, would you have told her that that was the reason for canceling the date? If I would, if I would, if I was having another, if I had another date lined up, would I tell her I can't meet Thursday because I'm seeing somebody else that night? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh. I think we both know the answer to that question, man. You yeah, wouldn't have man. said it. I, nah, nah. You wouldn't have told her just like she wouldn't nah. have told you. Nah, but I know that goes against the whole, you know, man code. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to lie. You don't want to go against the grain. So I, I could see how I probably, if that were the case, for me to just be honest and say, you know, I'm seeing somebody else. Can we meet on another day? I guess in the back of my mind, I was like, well, I don't really want to ruin this opportunity because I don't don't know her. I like I like what she's what she's saying. You know, I like how she looks. I just want to confirm that this is a, this is a person that you know matches the photo. I guess it was just a sense of paranoia in the back of my mind, which was why I wanted to meet so soon. I just wanted to make sure that this is a, this is the person that you know is in the picture because right. so far so good. So I didn't want to be disappointed like I was before when I met someone online who posted pictures of her months ago. And then when I met her, you know, she was, she was big, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, if, if she would have posted current pictures, I would have never responded because that's not, that's not the type of woman I'm into, not knocking her, but that's just not my preference. So I wanted to rule that out first before I continued on. I got you. No, okay. All right, cool. Let's go back to the phone line. Good information, guys. Again, 646-200-0366. This is it, man. Listen, if you guys are listening at home, man, really 
whether you agree, whether you disagree, whether you, you know what I'm saying, however you feel, this is good dialogue because these are the types of dating and relationship scenarios that will happen. And if you handle it in in the wrong way or in a way that, you know, maybe the guy would not be feeling, you're not getting, like, I'm going to be real with you. I wouldn't have gone on that date. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Me and Marv are two very different people. We see eye to eye on a lot of things. This is not one of them. That is one date I would not have gone on. Please be clear. I don't want this show to go by without people understanding exactly where I'm coming from. I, if I even suspect that there's any type of improprieties, dishonesty, BS, uh, inconsistencies, I'm not. I'm not. Not only am I not going on the date. I'm not calling you no more, and that's just it. That's just you know, it's just a rap. Now because it was, it was you know, in that situation, let's say it was me that had to cancel initially. Then I would have given her an opportunity to reschedule. But for me, it was just like um, how it all played out. But that's just that's just me, and you know, I'm not knocking Marv. I don't think this is a you know, this is for me. It's just like a personal preference. I don't think he lost any points for going out there. He he liked it. He's feeling. He saw. Had a good time. Hey, it is what it is. I'm not gonna knock him for that. Um, real quick, Steve, you know, it's been kind of quiet. I know uh, we're going to go back to the phone lines, but real quick, any thoughts on this or any new perspectives? Man, that it's that all changed, man. It's, just, it's not believable, you know. It's just it's like, okay, if she was working a 9 to 5, got off at 5, all changed, played clothes at 6, I'm just like, you know, I'm just, I'm with James, you know. It's just the all change, she just kind of, kind of like she's playing uh, mind games with me. So, but, yeah, uh, yeah. if I cancel, then, yeah, she gets another, yeah, she definitely gets another opportunity. And I, I don't really, de- I really don't even deal with the online dating, man, because there's so many fake pictures and uh, of, of pictures from five, ten years ago being posted online, and it's just, I, I like to meet people face-to-face, man. I, 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 I you know, I really do because it's 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 a better experience, and I get to see how she reacts when I approach her. You know, versus online, you don't get to see that. You know, I, I like to do things more face to face. What what do you think about my comment? It's it's funny, man. I've had two very bad um, situations with online dating. Well, actually, funny thing is, one thing wasn't really an online dating. Um, but the other one was the one I'll tell you about. It was very unfortunate because it wasn't online dating, but it has the same feel of what we're talking about tonight. One long story short, I went to this party one time and I uh, met this uh, this girl. She was a twin, and I was I don't know what was going on, man. Like I, I think I, well, I know I was drunk. I was I was drunk, or if I was not drunk, I was very tipsy. And uh, I met this young woman, and we had a lot of chemistry on the dance floor. We were uh, just really into each other that night. We exchanged numbers, and it was weird. You ever just meet somebody and like, oh, my gosh, this is like going to be my future wife right here, like the best feeling in the world. You're, like, excited. You can't wait to call him up. So we, and it was a, that was the anticipation leading up to the initial phone call. We called each other. We had, like, the best conversation, and we were, like, really feeling each other. It was like, whoa. So uh, we ended, we agreed to, like, meet up later on that week, and we were, like, talking and, like, texting it was like crazy but then when i met her and she had she had no online profiles like i was like like because i knew what she looked like i met her in person but i was like a little twisted a little tipsy 
So I couldn't really remember exactly. So I was trying to get her to send me a picture somehow. She had no technology to do that, so I had to wait. And I remember, I, and I was, but I was really feeling her. So I went out. I drove out to her uh, her house. Went to uh, met her mom. I, mean, I parked the car. Went inside and everything. Sat down. Father gave me the interrogation. Like it was like a official thing. And she came down. She like, oh yeah, so and so be down in a little bit. So I'm making small talk with mom. Making small talk with dad. Uh, it was cool. And she comes down, and she was nothing <laughs> like what I remembered, man. And I just remember being so 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 disappointed. Because it was like, man, I remember we went out. I mean, we well, still went on a date, obviously, went to the movies. And it was just like the biggest disappointment ever. And um, so I get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a little bit different but than an online situation, but you guys get my point. Nobody wants to have that disappointment. I get why Marv wanted to see her then. I would have wanted to do the same thing. I would have wanted to see her before cutting her off um, or before making a decision as to what I wanted to do with her. But the only thing is... I would have just probably scrapped the whole thing once she was throwing little things like, you know, oh, you sure ask a lot of questions, which to me translated into, look, don't ask me no questions. Just mind your business, and I'll see you when I see you. But, you know, I'm saying I'm not into being uh, talked to like that. But, you know, Marv isn't either. But, you know, it's what it is. This whole situation, and I know where it took on a life of its own. I just want to say this. This isn't that serious. Marv's an OG player, you know what I mean? Marv's being honest, he's being humble, he's being modest. This is not as big of a, a deal as as we, as the group made it, and as we're even making it here on the show. This is all for, like, entertainment purposes. Marv is not, you know, he's not losing. He wouldn't have, I don't believe Marv would have lost sleep either way, as none of us here would. And that's kind of, I think that needs to be said. Um, but, yeah, let's go, but I do want to go back to the phone lines. Uh, see what's going on out here, because this is fun. This is entertaining stuff. You know, me and Marvin talked about this. You know, offline is it's not a big deal, guys. But uh, let's see, uh, seven zero eight area code. Welcome to the Data on Tober Show. Hi, how are you, Courtney? What's up? <laughs> I was trying to sound like I was somebody else. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to make a comment um, about Marv's, um, you know, date and all of that. Um, it just just looking back, you know, on the thread and just, you know, reading the text messages that he put on there, you know, she could have legitimately have gotten an oil change, whatever. I think my issue um, with it was just like you said, you actually kind of stole my comment, but I was going to say that you sure do ask a lot of questions. That to me is like her way of, you know, trying to prep herself in case he asks her like an additional question. She can kind of give herself time to make up a lie or this is a defense mechanism. Um, Because to me, I mean, I used to play games. So um, it looked like she was, that was her, I mean, she was just playing games. You know, do I think she's dating other people? Yeah, I think that's quite possible. Um, not because she wasn't able to make the date, you know, the first time or whatever like that. It's just um, just how she conducted herself and the text messages. It came off as if she was trying to, uh, she thought that she had control over the situation. Right, so. right, and she was trying to maintain that. That's what it mm-hmm. seemed like uh, to me. Do you feel like that? And that, this is something I think that also we got to remember that that different, that additional dynamic of uh her being friends with the guy, that's something that wasn't really expressed in the group, I don't believe. Courtney, what do you think about that? Do you feel like that guy had something to do with the equation? 
Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, she, I, I mean, I. My question for for Marv would be, why are you still, um, you know, really, you know, going out with her, knowing that she has a male friend? Like that's not that's not cool. Uh, Marv, what do you what do you think about? <laughs> I wanted to see what she was twerking with, man. Like, <laughs> let's be honest, man. <laughs> what do you I mean by that, Marv? What, what does that mean? <laughs> Break I wanted to see the package. I wanted to see the package. I wanted to see what she, what God blessed her with. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was curious. I'm not gonna lie, I was curious. Like a lot of dudes out here are curious. So are you saying that you would have, you would have just, you wanted to see what she was working with to see if you would have smashed if you found out that you, that she still Uh-oh. had the friend? Oh, come on, Uh-oh. man. We got <laughs> that. All right. Oh man. Well, let me, yeah, let me, let me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in the hot seat. It's a little. My forehead is glistening right now. You know, it's a little, a little warm. Uh, all right. You know, I mean, the, the sexual energy was there. You know what I mean? It was there. It was evident during the phone conversations and, um, you know, during the date or whatever. So I felt it. You know, and I'm not. I look. I strive to be elite. I'm not an elite man. All right, but I'm striving to become one. And along the way, you're gonna make a few errors, you know, but that's all part of growing and developing and blah, blah, blah. So in this particular scenario, you know, I, she was, you know, she's a nice looking young lady and I was feeling the conversation, you know, and, and the physical attraction was mutual. You know, there was a sexual attraction there. So, you know, what I, I, I didn't, you know, let me put out there, I didn't, I didn't do nothing with her, you know, we still talking. I haven't done anything. Um, I actually told her on the first date that you know I, I would I would like to to wait until, but but you gotta understand too that we've we we've had a conversation about being intimate, and this was the red flag that I was talking about earlier. We actually had a conversation about this mm, during the first so. date. But what was that like? What was that like? That made me a little cautious. I'll be honest with you. Like, it made me a little cautious because in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, you know, we just met. She's hitting me with the, you know, I feel so comfortable with you lines. And, you know, I've never felt this comfortable with somebody before, you know. Like, she's hitting me with all the classic lines. And I'm like, wow, she really don't realize who she's dealing with. Like, I've been there, done that. I've heard those lines before. So that was a red flag, man. I'm not even going to lie, like. You know, it's hard to take a woman seriously when they're having a sexual dialogue. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't really get deep into it, but it was a first date. You know, like, that's the last thing I want to talk about. Even though there is a mutual attraction, all right, you know, let's let's recognize it, but let's put it on the back burner and let's keep it general. Let's keep it light. But but, but what did she say? What was sex said sexually? Because you said she felt comfortable, or you just like what was actually said that pertained to sex? I mean, she didn't really talk in specifics, you know, like in regards to what she likes or don't like. But um, <clears throat> you know, she did mention something about um, she hasn't had it in a while. Uh, you know, she you know she did say, and you know, and I'm not you know. This, this is I'm quoting her. I have no reason to make it up or whatever. So she was saying how sexy I was and how you know nice I looked and well dressed and all that other stuff. But you could see it in her eyes though, like she really wanted to take it there. You know what I mean? Even though the night ended where you know she went her way, I went my way. 
Um, I believe if I didn't tell her that I would like to wait until I find someone that I could call my wife before I go that route, if I, I believe if I never said that, I probably would have would have done some things that night. I, I really okay. believe I could just based on you know the energy that was evident. Okay, and that's that's real talk, man. And let me just say too that ladies, y'all need to understand. Ninety percent of first dates in in today's society end in sex. You know, you understand what I'm saying to you? Like, I've gone on those dates and ended up in the back seat smashing something off in in the same exact manner in which Marv is described. I mean, he didn't say that, but I'm saying I've gone on the same types of dates. Women have said the same types of things to me, and that's how it's ended. Marv has done the same things. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to leave it there. You know, that's how it usually goes for a date in today's society to not end in sex, believe it or not, ladies. And I'm not saying you guys are necessarily a part of that equation, but you guys know it happens. And if you don't know, trust us, it happens more often than not. Any man will tell you that. You understand what I'm saying to you? That's the society that we live in. That's why Marv is saying when it gets that, those conversations go there, especially so early, it's like, yo, it's hard to take someone serious. I mean, Marv, am I lying? Like, I mean, you know, let the people know how fast, and I know Steve wants to weigh in, you know, how fast these these women are sometimes. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, she's a good girl and all. <clears throat> you know, she was genuine. Um, <clears throat> the conversation was pretty good. But can I honestly say that I see her in a wife? A wifely manner? No, I really can't. I can't say that I do because that's what people want to hear. Um, yeah, because, only because of the conversation that happened on the very first date. You know, because in the back of my mind, I feel like she's had this conversation before with other guys that probably have ended in having sex, and I believe that the only reason why she, we didn't go there was because of what I told her during the date about me wanting to wait until I find somebody that God felt like God put in my life. I really feel like if I never, if I didn't bring that up, she would have been another notch in the belt. So where we are now, we still talk, but I kind of lost interest in her and viewing her as a potential long-term person because and, and, of the, the conversation. But you got to realize, Marv, the psychos who I counsel, and oh, I, not, I don't counsel psychos, but the, the psychos who lurk in the group and who don't participate and have their notepad out, they're saying, well, Dayton said it's only two uh, ways that men look at women, either a wife or a hoe. And then Marv just said that he doesn't view her as a wife, so that means he views her as a hoe. So are you going to have sex with her, Marv? That's what the psychos want to know. Am I going to have sex with her? Again, Dayton. I'm not an elite man. <laughs> I'm striving towards being elite. You know, the reality is, man, I, dang, that's a tough question, man. It's, it's getting hot in here. It's getting hot. <laughs> hey, well, the reality, though, the, uh, no, oh, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. I mean, the reality is I'm going to have to cut her off, man. I'm, I really do. I really do. And then, you know, I'm I'm sure the thread is still up, people who um, – haven't noticed the thread, they can go in your group and, 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 and check it out. If you pay attention to her hair, her hair is 50% weave. 
Oh, we didn't know that. Her hair is 50% weave. Yeah, she told actually, me I know, this. Actually, I did know that. I think I said that. That's why I asked. I said, is that all her yep, hair? Yep, you did ask me. Yep, you did ask me. And I'm thinking she has some really strong jeans. I'm like, wow, she got some really strong jeans. Like, she got a lion's mane on her head. But it's 50% weave. She said she likes to wear her hair big. So I'm like, all right. She likes to wear her hair big. This ain't the 80s. Like, what's going on here? She's walking around like Shaka Khan in them. Like, what's really going on? So I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, is there something wrong with her scalp? Like, is there something wrong with her head or something? Like, why is she hiding? I, I just, it just feels like she's hiding. Oh, also, and let me just, if you don't mind, Dana, let me throw out all the red flags now because I know you, um, you know, just for the sake of conversation, she's absolutely obsessed with Beyonce. Mm. Um, she said that um, Beyonce can pretty much do no wrong. She said she she loved everything about her. These are her words. She I just love everything about her. I go to all of her concerts. Um, you know, she's a great entertainer. You know, I really aspire. Like she's using all of these words that would reflect someone who's idolizing somebody. So I, I kinda looked at that a little strange. I was like, Damn, you love Beyonce. Like you really putting on a pedestal. You putting on two pedestals. You really love Beyonce though. So that was that was the one red flag. Then then I actually talked about and shout out to you, Dayton, just for exposing me to the whole Satanism and music in the music industry. So I actually challenged her. I, um, I said I want you. This is while while we're at the date. I said I want do me a favor. I said I want you to Google Beyonce six 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 and tell me what you think about that. She Googled it. She played the naive role. I don't know what this is. What is this? You know what is these hand symbols? So I, I you know I enlightened her. I let her know. She was in denial. Oh, that's not true. I don't believe that stuff. But, you know, she, she was like, but I appreciate your perspective. I don't really believe that stuff. So there was a, there was one picture that where, where, where Beyonce had that Baphomet-style dress that she wore. So that picture popped up. I said, what image do you see in this dress? She said, it looks like something with horns on it. I said, do you know what this is? No, I don't. I said, well, this is Baphomet. Do you know who Baphomet is? Do you know what Baphomet represents? She said, no. So, again, I enlightened her. It appeared that she was listening. It appeared that she was receptive, but I, I got another. I got a sense again that she was in denial. She just really didn't want to believe it. She didn't want to believe it. She she really felt like in her heart, Beyonce could do no wrong. So, you know, but do I do I cut her off because of that? I mean, that wouldn't be the reason that I would cut her off. I just felt like maybe she's just ignorant and she needs to be enlightened. But the weave. The sexual conversation during the very first date, that, that did it for me. Now, did I cut her off? No, I didn't cut her off. We talk every don't, day. Don't, oh, man. So, I mean, I think we, <laughs> I, I don't even, I mean, that, you really need to say no more. And I, I'm going to say this. I rest my case. And you guys are all participants in there. And, 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 I, and I'm not saying it. I mean, you heard what you heard. It's exactly what I said, and I knew, I knew. Marv, I, I, I got to, Marv. Can I, I mean, I told you she wasn't wifey, man. You know I told you. <laughs> I told you that. <laughs> so you got yeah, to let mean, me say I told you so. Yeah, 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 you got it. You got it. You got it. I mean, and people you know, debated people, with me. Yeah, people did debate. I guess, you know, we, we wanted to give it a benefit of the doubt and to see, you know, I guess I just wanted to see in person, man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do the online dating. And I understand where Brother Steve was coming from. He's saying he likes to see women face-to-face. I do, too. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really have an issue in this area. It was just another means of meeting people. So I just wanted to give it a try just to see what it was. Even though I had one bad experience, I wasn't going to generalize and say 
all of these. I mean, look, you're the exception to the rule. You met your wife online. So I do believe that, you know, that love can exist and it, it can be possible online. So I went in with that mentality. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is, man. What are you going to do? At least I tried. Now, yeah, man, you, you tried. And, and that's all I, that's. That's all I wanted to hear, man. It's like, cause I'm not knocking it. Like, I just didn't want you falling in love. Like, yo, I can't, I can't lose Marv to, you know, to, to a woman with all of these red flags. And maybe it's just my spirit of discernment as well. I see this stuff a mile away. Like, I didn't, I knew that hair was a weave. I knew that whether she's dealing, whether she, that's why I kept trying to tell everybody. It wasn't for me about the oil change. It, I knew that there were other things, and we just learned a lot in the last 10 minutes about this woman. For some reason, I saw all of that prior to this. That's why I was telling him even on that first day, like, yo, this ain't it. This this is not her. But like he said, he wanted to see what she was twerking with. He took the trip. Hey, I've done similar things. I've dealt with women who I knew were not wifey, so we, you know, but still took that trip. You know, not that particular trip, but you know what I mean. I've I've dealt with women, so, and this is barbershop talk, man. Uh, James, man, I know we fellas, we just been focusing on Mar for a little bit, but real quick, I'll let the fellas weigh in, and we want to talk about some other things real quick before we get out of here. James, man, what? And then we'll go to Lewis. What? Uh, hearing Marv's additional information given, does that confirm some things for you? How do you feel about the situation now? You know what, Dayton, um, Marv mentioned the, the conversation with several women, and that's a complete turnoff, man. Um, you know, actually, at the time when I when you know, when the woman's mouth opened up, it kind of pissed me off on the inside because I had high hopes for, you know, the, the lady that I was actually going on a date with. But um, ladies just don't understand when you give off that sexual vibe, it kind of puts you in a completely different category than, you know how we, you know how we originally saw you, right? That's it, man. And it's the unfortunate part about it is a lot of women feel as though that sexual vibe is what we want. That weave is what we want. Loving Beyonce, I'll tell you guys, you will never find a, a happily married woman who absolutely loves Beyonce. Uh, you know what I mean? Like out here, I mean, m- most women out here. Um, who love Beyonce are single. They're they're searching for love in the wrong places. They're wearing the weaves. They're being sexual. They're doing everything that Beyonce does. I I mean, just hear how turned off he was just from knowing that she loves. I mean, Beyonce is not of God. Why do so many Christian women love Beyonce? You know what I'm saying? She's the opposite of God. There's nothing. I mean, she's. You guys know it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So. Hopefully this this situation says shed some light on um, what we look for, what we don't look for, red flags that will turn us off. Uh, real quick, Lewis, any last points you want to add about that particular situation? Well, now that I have more information, I I have to agree with you all. She's definitely not wifey, definitely, especially with the whole sexual energy thing. You know, you like you said earlier. Um, you know, I certainly pray for a wife every day, and I don't think Christ is going to send me somebody this got that sexual energy jumping off like that because my thing is, like y'all was talking about the friend, if she got that kind of sexual energy with Marv, we don't know what kind of, you know, exchanges transpire both verbally and otherwise uh, with the friend. So now that I have all the information, definitely not wife material, absolutely not. 
<laughs> the funny thing is, all the women in the group were making excuses for it, and making now now they hear the real information, and and you know what I'm saying? And they were debating with us, trying to tell Marv she's not the one. They was saying, "Why don't you give her the chance? Why don't you benefit?" Marv not Marv is not stupid, guys. All right, Marv knew the deal, and I'm just gonna say this for him because I don't want him to incriminate himself, you know. So I'm not even gonna let him confirm or deny this. But you know what I'm saying? The reality is, he knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? But he still, he's like he said, he wanted to see what she was twerking with. And that, and you know, what, I don't believe he's going to have sex with her, but I'm just saying, in most situations, most men in that situation who, who with a woman like that, would have smashed in the backseat of that Tahoe. That's usually how that situation, and I'm just telling, you know, that to all the women listening in who are listening in for information, don't be that woman. You know what I'm saying? Don't everything that she said, all these red flags, if you exhibit those qualities, you will not be taken seriously. But Marv said they still talk. You know what I'm saying? And she has a friend who she's still friends with. I know for a fact right after she said that she he wasn't taking it seriously. No man would. You know what I'm saying? And but the only reason to continue talking is you already got you guys already know why. And so leave those male friends alone. Leave Beyonce alone. Leave the weaves alone. Leave the sex alone. Leave the sexual vibes alone. You know, Steve, real quick, any last uh, comments on that or thoughts on that situation before we keep it moving? Man, that was a sexual healing Marvin Gaye song all day long, man. You know, when I get that feeling, that that's, man, yeah, she was a jump off, man. We should have saw that a thousand miles away. Yeah, she's a jump off. And uh, it's unfortunate, but, uh, yeah, especially bringing up the Beyonce and all that. And, uh, man, it's, yeah, it's a jump-off situation. And I can kind of tell Marv was kind of feeling her, too. But uh, it's just funny like that. But, yeah, jump-off situation, they, they, they're not that smooth, you know, and it's not like, you know. But women, they, they, wanna, they constantly want to tell men what they're thinking all the time. I'm sure Daydon's wife was attracted to Daydon. But she, you know, ladies, you gotta kind of be cunning with it. You know, you gotta be smart with it. You can't don't don't let a man know everything he's thinking. That's that's a, that's the issue as well. They, they what do you think about that? No, you're right. You're right. My wife and I had um, a good good uh, attraction, and um, <clears throat> I mean, so yeah, there was there was a lot of things that um, you know transpired later on down the line that were not there initially, which is a good thing. Because if you tip your hand too soon, ladies, it's impossible to for us to really view you in that in that manner in which we need to view you to feel comfortable pers- not not even pursuing you but continuing in the situation. Because we've met the freaks. We've met the Beyonce. This is a one this is a Beyonce wannabe right here. You know, and she's doing the wrong thing, so I'm sure he, she would make a nice jump off, and if that's what Marv was looking for, Marv, did she have her own spot? I'm sorry, what was the last part? Did, did, did she have her own spot? She live alone. She she lives with her older brother, but she you know you might as well say she lives by herself because he works all the time. There you go. You already know, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, ladies? That chipped it. Now see, don't now. I <laughs> back in the day, I take a trip to AC. You know, if if that was the case for a certain sexual purpose, you know what I'm saying? Men will do that, you know, if it's already established 
that that's what's going down, and that's what it's hitting for. I'm just being honest with you. So, but as far as the things, you know, there are a lot of things we'll do for sex that we will not do for love, you know, or for a woman that we want to take seriously. You know what I'm saying? I hope you guys get that. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things, or I should not say things we'll do, but things we will tolerate. That's a better way of putting it. We will tolerate a lot of things uh, when it's on a sexual level that we will not tolerate from a woman who we are viewing as our future wife. So think about that. I see one more call from the uh, 205 area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk. Hi, Dayton. Hi, everybody. I have a question. Okay. Hey, what's going on? Now, I have a question. Um, when is a good time as far as, you know, that can, all y'all can answer this question. When is a good time when you say you shouldn't tell everything, when is a good time for a woman to speak her mind and when is a good time for a woman to just, you know, um, be quiet? Um, I mean, it's, you never. I mean, it's just you can speak your mind at any time. If we're having a conversation, if you're, you have something that you want to say, then then say it. But if if we if there's an argument going on, if there is a uh, conflict, I mean, I say speak your piece and then keep it moving. We don't like that whole back and forth thing. You got to get the last word, and you know, and things like that. So. Uh, it, just in the interest of time, we're gonna we're gonna keep it moving. But that was Latanya. I appreciate the uh, the call, Latanya. I uh, appreciate you listening in. Real quick, I want to get the fellas' opinions on some other things, kind of associated with uh, with what we're with what we're talking about here. We obviously we talk a lot about um, pursuit. You know, we talk a lot about the difference between pursuing a woman and courting a woman. And in doing that, we talk a lot about who should pay for the first date. Real quick, I know the ladies want to hear, Marv, how did that – I know you expressed it in the group, but just for people who might not have seen the thread, how did that whole situation go as far as the, the, the when the check came? All right, so the check came, uh, it was about $30. Um, honestly, I, I I don't know. I didn't – I just instinctively, I just reached for it and just took care of it. I mean, she did drive up to Philly the next day, um, and she took me out to uh, Warm Daddy's. You know what Warm Daddy's is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she paid the bill. She paid the bill that day. So, um, But, no, I mean, I didn't give her a chance to pay for it on that, on that first date. Um, I should have played it off and just kind of chilled and, and just observed her reaction, but, honestly, I didn't even think about that. Okay. What? what I, uh, okay, so there's that. How did you? I wanted to ask you earlier. How was she dressed? I know you said she gave off a sexual vibe through conversation, things like that. Was her was her style of dress sexual? Yeah, yeah. She's very what was curvy. She She's very curvy. Uh, she wore those. Uh, what do you call it? Those like those spandex. Oh like man, long, yeah. long leg spandex. Yeah. So I mean, she was just jiggling all over the place. Like you nothing know? was covering it up. Was she covered? Did she have the class and covering up that ass? <laughs> I saw, I saw every every nook and cranny, man. Every nook so and she, cranny. So nothing was um, no long shirt or nothing. I mean, she had a little like a little sweater jacket, but I mean, I could see right through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I had my my X-ray vision was on blast. I, I could see, I could see through all that. So it's not like she had the sweater jacket to hide the curves. It was just to pretty much accentuate the outfit. So, mm. so basically, you would say that she was intentionally dressing sexual. I mean, she does say she like she enjoys wearing 
she says she enjoys wearing, she used the term form-fitting outfits. She said, I enjoy wearing form-fitting outfits. So to me, I would think that she's doing that to promote her curves, to get attention, to get approval. These are these are the thoughts that I'm having in my mind as she's expressing that she enjoys wearing form-fitting outfits. Okay, this this kind of leads me to my next question. I'm gonna focus on you, then I want to uh, weigh in. I'll let w- w- Lewis weigh in and the other guys. Um, <clears throat> when usually when you see stuff like that, it puts you into a sexual frame of mind. And not even with this situation, just in, but just generally speaking, how do you feel about bringing women back to the crib or going to their crib after the first date? Like on that first day towards the end of it, how would I feel about it? Uh, I wouldn't even it, put myself in that. Yeah, I wouldn't even put myself in that position um, because I already know what it is. I already know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? I, I would prefer to keep it neutral. You know, for for several dates. I mean, at this point, I, I'm 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 already aware of what's going to happen. If I invite a woman over, we're both feeling each other. It's known. It's obvious. The sexual attraction is mutual. If I bring, if I invite a woman over to say we watching a movie, we ain't watching no movie. Like the movie is just, it's just there for decoration. We not, we not watching it. It's, it'll be playing in the background while, you know, while while that weave hair is sweating out and that, and that weave is swinging on the chandelier. Like it's that, that's that's going to be the outcome at the end of the day. There's going to be clothing spread out all over the place. Her shoes on top of my well, shoes. That's, that's, well, that's what's going to happen. Mark, Mark, you gotta be, you gotta be careful, man. You can't be so descriptive because you know, like I know, it's eleven thirty at night here on the East Coast, and a lot of women they're going into that bottom sock drawer, man. You gotta, you gotta chill. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, they need, well, they need to, they need to um, pray to God and ask for, uh, you know, and, and ask for deliverance. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Man. I ain't got Mark, nothing to do with me. I'm, Yo, Mar, Mar, you turning these women on, man? Just being descriptive. They said, "Oh, chandelier. Whoa, let me. What's he talking about? Let me inbox him real quick. You know, and that's that's real, man. Pray about that, ladies. Uh, <clears throat> Steve, if do you make a habit of bringing women back to the crib, and or if you were invited back to the crib, how would you deal with that? Would you look neg- look at a woman negatively if she offered or even agreed? To you know, have a nightcap. Uh, I've actually had situations where, you know, she just kind of wanted to, you know, just chill, just relax, you know, just kind of see how my crib looks. You know, she might go to sleep on my chest, and we didn't have sex. It feels a very, very rare that that happens. I mean, she was from out of town, probably you not know, a thousand miles away, whatever. But it's very rare. But, yeah, we met at the club and all that type of stuff. But, uh, you know, it just, it just depends, they don't. But most of the time, you already know. She's talking about how she can suck me down. and I'm not going to get all descriptive and stuff, but most of the time it's just going down like that. You know, it's just, you know, that light skin. You're a light skin, bro. You got the curly hair. You're a pretty boy. and It's just lights out pretty much from there, man. But, yeah, Marv got that. She's definitely, man, ringing bells jump off. It's all day long. Yeah, with spandex. (laughs) Man, and all y'all ladies thought that was wifey, man. Go back to the 
thread and read all 1,300 comments, and look how early I said that was not wifey. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted to look down on me, and they said, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was debating, and this and that. Now, 1,300 comments later. I mean, and here's the I want, like I said on the thread, and I'll say it tonight, I want Marv, Lewis, Steve, James, like everybody to have wifey. You know, I wanted a wife, but when you find that wife, you will know it. You know what I'm saying? And this, and it will not be a Facebook debate. It won't be any doubt because the reality is God is not a God of uncertainty. He's not a God of doubt. He's not a God of, uh, he is a God of clarity, in fact. So all this doubt, this is this thread is filled with doubt. Tonight's show is filled with doubt. Like this whole conversation is a, nothing but doubt. And so, you know, I'm just saying, you know, ladies, even in it goes both ways too. If the guy in your life that you're not sure about, it's not of God. You're wasting your time. You know what I'm saying? If you have to, and I do a lot of sessions, do a lot of counseling. If if you even have to ask me about a guy, ninety percent of the time it's not, it's not of God. James, though, but uh, real quick, going back to the crib, is that something you recommend? Would you tell women not to do that? Can, is it possible to come back to the crib in that type of situation where there is sexual uh, attention or, or chemistry and, and something not go down? Uh, you know what, Dayton, I do believe it is possible that, you know, a man and a woman that are truly into each other can, um, you know, they can go back to the crib and kind of relax and, you know, have a good conversation and enjoy themselves. Uh, is it likely? Um Probably not, and it all goes back to um, you know Mar's situation with this with this you know the female that he went out on a date with. You know she started off the first date with talking about you know uh, ha- having sexual conversations, and so she already started off on a bad foot. And so uh, had she invited him back to the to the crib that night, uh, I don't think that would have been any doubt in Mar's mind that you know she she was she was ready for something to go down. And so uh, my advice to the ladies is, um, you, you know, you have to really know who you are, be comfortable with yourself, and if you know that you can deal with um, a man, you know, in your in your home or a man or going to a man's home, then, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it, but you have to really know who you are and you have to know, um, you know, what your limits are. Yeah, know those limits. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing, you know, I I wouldn't recommend it generally, but I, I will say this: if you are truly feeling someone, and and but more importantly, if that man is truly feeling you, um, you know, sex will not be on the number one on the mind. It will not be a tug of war type of thing with the panties. All right, it won't. That's not what it will be about. If you're saying, "Well, I don't go back to men's cribs," you've really got to self-reflect on why you don't go back to men's cribs. Because it's not that you really feel as though he's a psycho or he's going to try to have sex with you. The reality is, you're not going back because of your negative experiences with going back in the past. It's the fact that Megan Good syndrome, we'll call it, from Think Like a Man. She, oh, I'm sorry, not Megan Good. Uh, um, uh, Paula Patton from Jumping the Broom, I'm sorry, where she always got smashed off and said, oh, no, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this. You know what I'm saying? And that will give you a, a bad taste in your mouth, although that Megan Good character as well and Think Like a Man was also a good example. You know, it's not. don't always blame the man. Sometimes you've got to take a look in the mirror and say, wow, if I do this, I know I'm horny. 
I know I haven't had sex in seven months. I know I put on these tights specifically so he would look at my butt jiggling. I know that I matched up this Brian Panty set, but no, tonight, knowing darn well, when I go to work five days out the week, I throw on mismatched Brian panties. I know what's going down. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what we really got to focus on. You got to know, like James said, know your boundaries, know what you're trying to do, know what you're not trying to do. Because if you know you're not having sex, then you're not having sex. But if you, you know, stop at the drugstore and put some condoms in your pocket just to make be on the safe side, you're already you're already messing yourself up. You know what I'm saying? You you, you messed up. All right, guys. Let's uh, a couple more things as far as uh, dating do's and don'ts, just to kind of keep it moving real quick uh, before we uh, get out of here. Someone asked a question of fellows: Would you be offended if you were dating? And before you guys got into something serious, that person asked you what your credit score is. What would you do, say, or think? Very good question, whoever posted that in the group. Let's start with Steve. We'll go down the line. How would you handle that situation? Man, on the first date, man, I'm I'm thinking she's like, uh, I'm thinking she's a a gold digger. I'm thinking she's like, uh, um, Lisa Ray, I'm a, pl- a platinum digger. I'm like, what the hell? I have never had that asked to me. So she would definitely be in a different category than wifey. Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. A different different category other than wifey. <laughs> what category is that? Uh, for, for, P, for PG rating purposes, uh, we won't even discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. No, I get it. Uh, James, real quick, man, what about what about you? How would you deal with that, being asked that question? Yeah, man, I, I'm on the same uh, page as Steve, man. Uh, that's just that's on the same level, if not worse, than asking a man how much, you know, what his salary is and when he gets paid every month um, on the first stage. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, absolute foolishness right there. Uh, real quick, Marv, what about you, man? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, a credit score is irrelevant when it comes to finding true love, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter, man. Like, two people with a 50 credit score can make it work if the love is there. Work. I mean, y'all can work on building each other's credit reports if it's that important. But to put that out there on the first day, that suggests that you have – uh, ulterior ulterior motives like your agenda is has nothing to do with finding love it's more of finding some type of business arrangement so any type of conversation like that you know will, will pretty much end the date yeah absolutely uh, <clears throat> a very very good uh point there uh lewis real quick man what about you what, how would you deal with being asked that question i would be dealing with her after that she asked me something like that that'd be that'd be a wrap <laughs> no, say no more. Let me let me give you guys a little bit of a longer um, or a more detailed uh, story and situation about that. Interestingly enough, the story that I told earlier about the woman who claimed she was going to happy hour and how she, her honesty is what made me really feel her, and um, we we talked for a little bit. Interestingly enough, what ended our interaction um, was that exact thing that we're talking about now. She asked me because I guess she started filming me. And she was like, oh, "Well, um." Yeah, they don't, um, yeah, so I know I want to buy a house and different things. She's like, yo, how is, just out of curiosity, how is your credit? And I was a little, t- I mean, it was, in her defense, it was within the context of home buying. So it wasn't like she just came out of left field with it, but still, even that being said, I was still a little taken aback, like, well, that's a little personal. But because, like, I was willing 
excuse me, I was willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, and she said, you know, so how, just out of curiosity, how's your credit? And I was like, well, and I was honest with her. At the time, I was young. We were both, you know, relatively young, and I was just getting out of college, and I had some debt. I had some, some other things that I was working on, I, and I was honest with her. You know me, I'm not going to lie for nobody. I'm not going to – I was real. I said, well, look, my credit's actually not that good. You know, I got some things on there that I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to straighten out. And so she was like, oh. And I, and I thought that was the end of the conversation. You know, I thought that was that. She was like, "Oh, well, like, well, how how bad is it?" I'm like, "I mean, I don't know." I'm like, "What you want to know my score? What you want me to pull up my credit report right now?" I mean, I was. She's like, "No, no, I mean, no, not like that. I'm just curious, like, just how bad? I mean, it's like really bad. It's like just a couple things that can be taken care of." I'm like, "Look, I mean, I got some things on there. I'm working on them, and it'll be all good." And she was like, "Well, okay. I'm just saying because if we ever got married, I mean." Or even before that, she was like, "We would have to. You had to get that taken care of." And I, I literally stopped what I was doing. I'm like, I, I thought to myself, I'm "Like, yo, who do you think you're talking to? What do you mean I would have to get that? I, first of all, I don't have to do anything. You know, that's the first thing. And secondly, who are you to try to tell me what I have to do to be with you, as if you're somehow calling the shots?" And and that really made me look at her in a totally different manner. I'm just looking. A lot of women they claim to to be supportive, and they claim to be about you for just you. But in a, a lot of cases, they only are supportive. They only care as it relates to them, or as long as it relates to them. You know, in a, in a positive manner, as long as you can be beneficial to them. Or your interaction is is pleasing to them and will help them get to the goal they've ultimately set for themselves, they will be supportive. But as soon as support ends up being outside of what their plan is for themselves or in, within their best interest, it, that support fades. And that's one of the things why I met reasons why I married my wife because that that support, that love was unconditional. <clears throat> All right, and for many women, that love and that support is 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 not unconditional. It's all they are only supportive as it relates to them, and so that I'm just telling you all these stories because the smallest thing will can and will cause you to be taken out of wife category and inserted into the jump off category. And understand, once you are there, there is no going back. Once a man takes you out of that category, it's impossible to be put back there. All right, please understand that it will not happen. He may make you believe it's happened. You might think it's happened. You might, quote, unquote, be working on something. You're trying to build something. You're gaining that trust back. I don't care how he phrases it. You are a jump off in his eyes, and he's still looking for uh, your replacement, I promise you. So the best thing to do is, if you are are fortunate enough to be in the wife category, stay there. You know what I'm saying? Don't do anything stupid. Don't ask any ridiculous questions. Be supportive. Be I'm talking about be genuinely supportive. You know, otherwise, you know, it's pretty much it's pretty much a wrap. Uh, there's that. What else? There was a couple other things that we talked about. Dressing slutty. We talked about entertaining men. Cancellations. You know what I mean? That whole type of thing. Um, <clears throat> um, rules. 
Okay, uh, real quick, James, you you mentioned earlier setting boundaries. Uh, you know, is is that <clears throat> is that different from rules? Um, should there be rules of dating? And if so, what are some important rules that that uh, you would set? And I do see two calls here that we're going to go to the phone lines before we wrap it up, uh, before we go. So you guys hold your comments. Uh, real quick, James, uh, on that, what uh, what rules? Um, you know what, man? I um, I do think there are. I think every every woman and man should have um, a certain set of uh, you know. I don't I don't want to call them rules, but you should have some expectations that. Um, I think we're we're losing you a little bit, James. Uh, can you still hear us? I think we might have lost Jane. I think his call dropped. But let's do this. Let's go to the phone lines as we try to get James back uh, on the line, 646-200-0366. I do see a call here from the 248 area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays. Hello. How are you? Good. Thank you. How are you? Very well, very well. Uh, From a man perspective, I would um, like you guys' uh, opinion. First, I have to say I love Lewis. (laughs) <laughs> However, uh, I really do He has great wisdom However, I am a woman I like to keep myself covered I am My husband is a man of God A man of God, truly However, uh, certain clothes That I might wear around the house He would love it or whatever But when it's time to leave I'm trying to change him And he say, no, keep it on And I'm like, no <laughs> and you say you my husband. I mean you you're my wife. I want you to wear this. You look you look nice. And uh it's just a little different and it's weird. So uh <laughs> I need a little help with that of you know, I, I know first I've been pray I need to pray about it. That's first. I've been praying about other things that the Lord, the Holy Spirit has put on my heart. But well, what are we just, talking about uh, here? Are we talking about like booty shorts or like tank tops? No, no, I don't wear clothes like well, he wouldn't expect for me to wear that outside, but if I have on a, uh, a like a skirt around the house or whatever, and it comes to my legs, but you can see my curves, I won't, you know, I don't want to wear it outside. But, you know, he feels as though he'll say something like, well, you my wife, and I know you're mine, and so well, what's what? Wrong with and that? What's, wrong with a, what's wrong with a skirt that shows your curves? To the so, world, it's supposed to only be for him. Well, well, you know, I mean, that's why I said, are we talking about booty? I mean, because a skirt is a—it's not like you're exposed. It just—it's just fitting. I mean, you're. I mean, if you, yes. Yeah, it's. it's uh, I just feel as though I shouldn't wear that, but. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> I, I I would say this. I appreciate the call, though. I would say this. You you got to be comfortable. You know what I mean. You've got to be comfortable. You know, and that you come first. You have to be comfortable wearing what you're wearing. That being said, we as men like a little something to look at around the house, but at the same time, we also like having a something, something nice to look at, look at when we are out and about. I like my wife to sleep in certain things. I like my wife to walk around the house in certain things, but at the same time, when we go out on you know dates or a night out on the town, sometimes I'll post to like an Instagram pic or you know I like my wife. I feel like she's a, she's a beautiful woman, so I want to. I want to show her off. 
nothing wrong with that. And I'm sure he, you know, I don't know what you look like, but I'm sure your husband finds you to be a beautiful woman, and he wants to show you off. So that's that's part of your wifely uh, duties. Now, you know, w- within reason, you know. You, so I would talk. I would hopefully you guys can come to some form of uh, compromise, and um, you know that won't be. Hopefully that's not an issue. That's but if that's the only issue y'all have, you know, you guys are doing pretty well. He wants to show off his wife. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I do see another call here from the uh, 770 area code. Welcome to Barbershop Talk. Hey, hey, how are you, man? Uh, good. How's it going? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I got a question, man. I've, I'm supposed to marry a woman, and um, we've, been to go there, we've been together a little over one year, but she lives actually in another country. Um, the question I have is, the other day she told me that she's going to put a tattoo, like a, a temporary tattoo for six months. And that kind of knocked me off. So uh, what is your take on that? Um, what, what country is she from? Uh, she lives in Saudi Arabia. I live here. Oh, and she wants to put a temporary tattoo that's going to last six months on? Yeah, she said a uh, six-month temporary tattoo. That's what she told me, yeah. What other issues does she I mean, is everything else good other than that you feel comfortable marrying her? Uh, I feel comfortable marrying her, but that, that, that tattoo kind of kind of knocked me off because I always I always thought like she was very uh, more conservative than than you know than me because we're both Muslims but uh but when she told when she told me that she was going to have the uh, tattoo that kind of that kind of you know kind of changed you know it didn't change the picture actually but kind of it kind of I started having doubts like I'm like you know what what else will she be doing what else is going with her life that I don't know you know yeah no I hear you man where, where are you calling him from uh, right now? Yeah. Uh, I live in Columbus, Ohio, but right now I'm calling from you. I'm probably somewhere between uh, Pittsburgh and Breezewood, Pennsylvania, on the top bike on I-70. I mean, I-76. All right, cool. This, I appreciate your call, man. I definitely appreciate uh, hearing all different cultures and nationalities and even religions. This is this is great to hear from you. I appreciate you calling in. Um, my advice on that would be, um, hey, man, I, I'll just, all I can really say is to the ladies, you hear what this man is saying. You know, he wants to marry her, and she is doing certain things that are taking away from that overall level of respectability in his eyes. See, a lot, a lot of these women are getting these tattoos, and, and I'm telling you all, man, that's messing things up. There's no such thing as a sexy tattoo. That's an oxymoron. Tattoos are not a good look. There's not a tattoo out there that does anything positive for a woman's appearance. If any I mean now some tattoos are tolerable, but it takes away. It doesn't do anything positive for you. This man just said, so uh you know, he's not interested in it, he's not feeling it. My wife has no tattoos. I've I'm to be honest with you, I've never dated a woman. I've never had a girlfriend with a tattoo. I had to think about that real quick. I've smashed off some women with tattoos, but never has a, my mom met a woman with a tattoo. Which you get, hopefully that that should say a lot. If it doesn't, keep listening to the show. Um, but to answer your question, man, uh, that being said, finding a good woman in today's society is extremely rare. It's going to be up to you to really self-reflect on: is that something you can deal with? I mean, it is temporary. That's something she wants to do. You know, is that a deal breaker? Somebody else's deal breakers might be worse than that. 
So, you know what I mean? I don't know. You, you got to really pray about that. You got to self-reflect on that and decide if that's something you really want to deal with. I can say that um, if everything else is in line, I wouldn't kick her to the curb, you know, because she decided to get a tattoo, especially if it was a, a temporary tattoo, certainly not a temporary tattoo, but it is what it is, man. Um, just in the interest of time, I'm going to go ahead and thank my panel tonight. Special thanks to Steve, Lewis, who's got a lot of admirers out there, Marv and James. As you heard tonight, three hours straight of the realest men, the realest information, the realest conversation out there. Um, just want to thank all of them for taking their time to be here tonight, for, for selflessly giving uh, their knowledge, their expertise, their experiences. And uh, this is really what it's all about. You know what I mean? We may agree, all, we, you know, we may disagree, but at the same time, it's real information. This is Make no mistake about it, guys. This is what you guys hear every Tuesday night is as real as it gets, period, hands down in the story. So thank you guys all. Before we get ready to get out of here, go ahead and get my book, The Love We Had. Um, visit Aubrey's Attic, which is my daughter's, well, it's my wife's business. It's my daughter's clothes, slightly used, a lot of new stuff she never got a chance to wear. Right at datontolbert.com, I mean, excuse me, uh, trctoday.com. There's a link right at the top of the page. Visit it. If your mom's, check it out. See if there's something that you like. Follow her on Instagram, at Aubrey's underscore attic. Um, and then last but not least, if you got need, need any uh, type of counseling, um, you're going through something, you want to start the process of being the type of woman a man would take seriously and love, call me, 855-55-DATON. Email me at daydon at trctoday.com for a free emotional availability assessment. Thank you all for listening. We're out of time. I will see you all tomorrow night. Peace. Little girl, don't be lost in